welcome to the Suspense is Killing Us podcast. My name is Emily Soderback. Travis Vogt. Matt Lynch, hi. We're back. We, t- we took a bit of a break. We took a bit of a break because we were doing our, Emily and I were doing our live stream at Scarecrow and there was traveling involved and there was other stuff. Uh, and so it's been a while since we recorded, May's but we're, we're here for you now today. I'm so happy May's almost over. I mean, it was so fun, but I just had so much, like every fucking yeah, day it was busy, I had busy something. Month. Absolutely yeah. insane. I, have, I didn't bullshit. enjoy. I didn't enjoy the month. As a like, I've had a weak ass summer. There's so far. It mm. hasn't even started. Well, until I school, hope so. Until school's out. School's not out yet. Not until June. Jesus Christ! Oh. How did they do it? it. I would always bail. I would always bail like a month Mm. before the Uh, end of it, you know? uh, uh, Did you say you would bail uh, a month before school's done? Yeah, I'd be like, a month more? I don't (laughs) think so. Travis, to this day, still has senioritis. (laughs) (laughs) Travis is held back. He's been a senior for so many years. It's been senior ditch day for going on 25 (laughs) years now. Kids, you don't need to graduate. I'm doing great. If you feel like if you feel like you're just you've been at school too long, just take the last month off. It's fine. I never. It's I, cool. You can host. I never finished a single year of school, and I co-host a mildly popular podcast. Yeah. This, this, this you thing. can I mean, be come on. just like Travis. Absolutely. If you drop out of school, drop out of school. Drop out. Tune in. Drop out of school. Turn on. Drop out. Drop out. Drippity droppity. Drippity drop. We're using a, a new soundboard. We that sound I just great. Purchased. We sound great. I, I hope. I hope we sound great. I we think. I know you guys out there listening just think we sound just like we always sound. Mellifluous. But, but we've been mellifluous tones. We've been podcasting, only hearing ourselves out barely. of one ear, barely, barely for the for the past like handful of episodes. So this is actually monumental. I feel yeah. I feel more confident. I feel more beautiful. I feel stronger. You're a daddy. More You're independent. You don't need a man. Mm-mm. Did well, you say I was daddy? Yep. You're, you're daddy. <laughs> you're daddy. I'm daddy. And I'm a baby girl. Yeah. Oh. That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I am the son of no one. Wow. Yeah. Jesus That's kind of cooler. Though. And we're all Why do you here? get the really cool one? Well, yeah, I'm an entity unto myself. <laughs> uh uh, All right, uh, that's uh, it. Enjoy. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Completely ran out of steam right at the beginning. Fantastic. If I don't, if I don't keep talking, I feel like I'll fall asleep. Like a shark. That's the whole idea. That's speaking the whole of, idea of a podcast. Speaking of running out of steam. Going. What? These movies what? we're going to talk about today. Uh, they ran out of steam. Yeah. Well. I mean. We got to do them. Yeah. We're, what are we doing today? Well, we're if back. If we don't talk about these three movies, who's going to talk gonna about, talk these, about three them? these three mostly forgotten, forgotten films? Forgotten, forgotten, and so, so for, <laughs> so forgotten. In fact, the, for, the, the first two that we're going to talk to, which did happen to come out the same year, uh, I have been confused. I have confused them together for years. Their titles kind of will. I was like, kind of I would, I brain. was not sure which one had which actor and was about which thing. Hmm. But now I'll remember because I'll have talked about them a lot. I don't confuse them at all because uh, one is a friggin' Angelina Jolie. It's DJ. That's the DJ Caruso. Yes. Caruso one. Mind control. DJ Caruso, another one. Hello, Stuttgart. We the best director. And it's just like it's just like a classic. That's, that should be a sound bite that we just add. We should have. Rec- I mean, I guess we are recording it. <laughs> like we should just isolate I should, that. I hope so. Isolate I mean, that and just play it for future episodes. Anytime we mention DJ Caruso. <laughs> DJ Caruso. 
great. Jesus classic Christ. bit. Classic sicky bit. If anybody's following along at home, it's because it sounds like a disc jockey, and those guys make a certain kind of music that often is uh, punctuated with ounces and ounces. Did you hear that Paul Shear story about like Tom Cruise like watching his son be a DJ or whatever? No. <laughs> Tom Cruise's son is a DJ. I or I mean maybe it wasn't his son. He was just like watching the. He was like at some party and Tom, Paul Shear is looking at Tom Cruise watching the DJ and he's just like in front of the DJ booth, just like so into it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I know? can immediately imagine that. <laughs> he's like, yes, yes, you're God, great DJ, fantastic. Anyway, uh. So yeah, we're talking about this is a sequel to an old episode called Serial Filler. Mm-hmm. What did we do on that one? Uh, was that Resurrection? I don't know. You don't remember? I think we might have done Resurrection. Well, I know we did that one at some point, but I, I don't remember what was on that old episode. Anyway, so this is Serial Filler is Primal Fear? Part 2. Maybe. I don't think so. He wasn't uh, a serial killer really in that a serial movie. killer. Weirdly. Uh, serial Filler Part 2. We're talking about 2004's Suspect Zero. Yeah. 2004's Taking Lives. Mm-hmm. And 2007's Misbegotten Mr. Brooks. We are right in the mid Aughts or the mid, yeah, the mid aughts. That's right. Mr. Right? Brooks, the the beginning and the end of Dane Cook's auspicious film career. A movie that was allegedly going to be part of beginning of a trilogy. Dane Cook, we hardly really? knew you. Oh yeah, really. Well, what next, his daughter or something? Uh, well, I mean, well, I'll talk about it when we get to the episode. When baby. we get to the movie, yeah. Uh, let's do. Let's start with Suspect Zero. This guy fits the bureau's profile to a T. Inconspicuous, covers his tracks, never leaves a witness. So how did Orion find him? Before we did. I knew I was right about you, Harold. Next off, Brian, pull into it. Why? Because I wouldn't want to do this at 70 miles an hour. Wounds indicate he was strangled from behind. After an extensive search of Harold A. Speck's property, we found the remains of nine people. This man is targeting serial killers. You're telling me this guy picks off scumbags. Do you realize how insane that is? What if it isn't? Special Agent Benjamin O'Ryan. He's FBI. You ever heard of a project called Icarus? It's agents trained to see distant locations using nothing but the mind. They call it remote viewing. They use it to track down serial killers. Remote viewer to commence in three, two, one. If you did it right, you got it all. The way it sounded, the way it smelled. We saw things men shouldn't see. Agony, evil, darkness. We were plugged right into it. Since then we lost it. No one taught us how to turn it off. Imagine a serial killer that could cross the entire country without ever getting caught. Someone called Suspect Zero. Okay. And we'll do Taking Lives in the middle. Suspect Zero is the first one that I watched. Suspect Zero is, again, I got these movies confused for years. Like, I wasn't sure which, if it was Taking Lives or Suspect Zero that Angelina Jolie. I had forgotten that Suspect Zero featured any of these three main actors, Ben Kingsley, Aaron Eckhart, and Carrie Ann Moss. I was just like, one of those movie, one of those two movies has Angelina Jolie in it, and I don't remember which one, and I don't remember the plot of either of them. Suspect Zero allegedly, uh, theoretically, has Carrie Ann Moss in it. <laughs> yeah. If you ever want to see an actress be completely misserved, yeah. and just, they basically cut her out of the movie. Yeah. Gosh, you guys, I like barely even remember this movie, and I just watched it a couple days ago. Mm. It's really not very good, and, and What's more is it's directed by E. Elias Merhage, or Merhage, however you choose to say it, Merhage. I'd say Merhage. Merhage? Merhage. Merhage Clark. Um, 
but it's like you know he's he's known for uh, his like um, what's his what's his uh, begotten his like gross uh, begotten is the big, the art, his art art house breakthrough and then That's he did Shadow of the Vampire while. which of a lot course. of people like but I don't really care for I haven't seen it since the theaters yeah it's okay I, it, we I, I recall everybody was nuts about it at the time yeah I just never really liked it but this this he made he kind of like this is this movie is some definite formal art housey pretension to its cinematography this, and yeah. this movie editing. is very much like I said like the cell 7 silence of the lambs mm. conglomerate music video very music video it's very it's it's edgy it's kind of like a, an attempt at a twin peaksy kind of vibe at times it's Lynchian. There's definitely Lynch type I, first, stuff in speak, it. Let's talk about Lynchian for let's a minute. Not talk, I, about I am very sick. I think this term is really misused. People say stuff is Lynchian all the time that I had nothing to do with. I don't know, Matt. You <laughs> don't, don't shirk responsibility on some of these. Stuff. I had this nothing to do joke. with some of this stuff. I think a lot of time when Matt says that he's being evasive too, so don't necessarily believe him. <laughs> <laughs> don't believe Matt Lynch. Also, I think also, that's, that's I important. I just can't be trusted. I have a bumper sticker on the back of my car that says "Don't believe Matt Lynch." <laughs> <laughs> that's well. Uh, there's that m- m- movie where Gar- Guy Pierce has the photo of me that just says "Don't believe his lies." And then there's a QR code you scan and you go into his "Ask Me Anything." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> People love those. I have that Mulder poster that says "I, I believe." <laughs> I want to believe. I don't. I don't. I don't want to believe. Don't want to believe. And Matt it's my Lynch. head floating above the Vancouver forest. <laughs> Somebody make that poster, everybody. Do it. <laughs> Actually, I, I would I would hang that poster in my house. I don't, don't want to believe just a big, just a, a weird a weird poster about how I'm a liar. <laughs> Framed in your it's own house. It's gonna be a picture yeah. of you smiling. You yeah, gotta yeah. Be smiling. Yeah, too. it's gotta be like the Bob Dobbs photo, you know, like just totally happy looking me and with Trust my me. with my horrible smile. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, so yeah, Suspect Zero, and this is a movie that is but it has both serial killers and remote viewing. Thank, yeah. thank God. Supernatural elements. <laughs> Remote to this viewing. Film. Cool. And it's a it's so what is this where are we where do we start with Suspect Zero? What well, starts? We have uh we start with a creepy ass Ben Kingsley harassing a traveling salesman with uh his creepy drawings. Yes. And I don't remember the the, the actor man's name, but uh he I recognize this guy from, he's the bomb tech from Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's right. Who, a movie that I absolutely adore, and I always love seeing him. Uh, and so, yeah, he's the I was like, because there's a shot of him at the beginning of the movie, and his head is kind of down, and I'm like, ooh, Pruitt Taylor Vince, that's a good sign. And then it's not him, it's this other dude. And I was like, oh, well, I like him better anyway. He doesn't have waggly eyeballs <laughs> yeah. at all. Waggly eyeballs? Pruitt Taylor Vince, what famous is, what for is, his waggly eyeballs. What are waggly eyeballs? His, he has, a, he has a, a condition in his, like the, like a sight <gasps> condition. They, vibrate so or they whatever? go back and forth. It's called, I used to it's know called kids. waggly eyes. It's that's called the, waggly daggly. I that's knew the medical kids who term. could do that. Uh, yeah. Like but school. like when he wears glasses, it corrects that, so he doesn't do it. I knew kids who could do it like on command. Ugh. Wow! Ugh. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, I all, they all became serial killers. Am I doing also, it? Right now? Am I doing it? No, no you're, you're gonna pass out. Yeah. I am gonna. <laughs> I, am very, I came I very close to it. the edge of passing out right there. And also, it was the same kids who would flip their their the top of their eyelids over. 
You know those kids? They all became remote viewing serial you know killers, too. Kids. You know those kids? And you know it's those a really good fruit, Taylor. Go the, for them. The best fruit Taylor Vince that. performance is he also peels his, eye, his eyelids over. That's when he's giving, uh, like, 100%. I bet like, I could do that if Pruitt, I tried. I need the full Pruitt. That's why they call him Mr. 100%. Hey, Mr. 100%. This is the second guy we know that's been called Mr. 100%. As we're recording this podcast, we're all sitting here with our eyelids flipped over. <laughs> and waggling imagine. our eyes. We're, and all, we're on the, all on the verge of passing out. It's, yeah. really, it's very lynchy in the here right now. It's yeah. lynchy this, Well, this time it is, yes, because I'm, I'm involved. <laughs> I don't want to believe... Uh, yes, but this is not Pruitt Taylor Vince. <laughs> no, it's just so, right. It's whatever his name guy, is. After all that, it's not even Pruitt Taylor Vince. Uh, God bless us. We're great. Yeah, and, and so and Ben Kingsley is like, look at my weird drawings, right? And they're not just weird. They're like really scary. They're well, like really, like if someone was just like, check out my art, and it's like, I mean, they're kind of cool if it was outside of this context. You yeah. know what I mean? Because they're like, really, they're like shadowy creepy nude torture drawings and well, he, i mean he's basically like look at my drawings you like this that's you <laughs> you know it's <laughs> like tag yourself you're that one yeah you're the one who's dead and rotting in a ditch somewhere <laughs> tag, and he just, like, tag looks, yourself <laughs> and he just like looks like really it, it just he looks really creepy he's effectively unsettling in appearance and demeanor i enjoy this this part of ben kingsley's career because this is when he's really like aggressively starting to slum it Oh yeah, this is this is him slumming the hell out of it, but at the same time, he's one of those dudes who, you know, they're paying me to do a job, so I will do the job. Like he's fully committed to this. Give me role. the check. I mean, Give me I, the check, Marty. I respect the hell out of him for it. <laughs> yeah. Don't go. Uh, don't, don't go. Try aspirin. Try aspirin. Well, he's he sidles up into this guy's in a diner at first, and he's like reading his newspaper, and Ben Kingsley is like a ninja, and he slides <laughs> he up into the booth, in the booth, and the guy is like, huh? like. I don't know. It's kind of what, dumb. what what? There's this a, guy there, has no peripheral vision. If you're if you're bothered by things like realism, that this whole movie is going to be a problem for you. <laughs> I'm bothered by realism. Hell, uh, bothered by the opposite of realism, I suppose. Merhige is not interested in that sort of thing. He's got, he's got his own questionable vision. I did find this to be much more interesting. It's not good, but much more interesting than the other two. So it's probably my favorite. Yeah, of the three, I liked but what I mean, it was trying to do. What I did, I if uh, I don't know. I was I was into it for trying to be a little weird, I guess, but yeah. I still didn't like it, I don't think, as much as the other two, which I also didn't like that much, but we'll get there. Anyways, he's in this diner, he slides into the booth, and yeah, he starts he, with his all his cute little drawings. He starts behaving, he's, he's uh, immediately very strange, and Ben Kingsley's kind of like having some fun, I, this, this is a part that I... Or he he's just like at first kind of like hello nice day Marty or whatever and the guy's like what's going on here and then at a certain point he's like hey when's the last time you saw your wife Harold do you miss fucking her and he's like well I don't care for this line of questions when he, when he said he started having some fun I'm picturing him doing like the Pulling off his thumb, you know, like he's the doing... trick where he's pulling his thumb. He's like making little, like exactly, he's making little balloon animals and stuff. He pulls a nickel out of his ear. <laughs> yeah. I'm just having fun, <laughs> Marty. I'm just having fun, and uh, and then at a certain point, he starts he... making prank calls to the pizza place. <laughs> he start. He pulls out these these creepy pictures of himself of him, and he's like, look at look at my pictures that I did. And then at one, but at one point, he do you like my line, drawings? This is one line reading. I got a gold goes, star. This one's my favorite. 
really says it all. And you're like, this guy's a live wire. Yeah, he's, he's creepy. I wouldn't want to run into him. And then the uh, the guy who's not Pruitt, Taylor Vince, gets into his car and is, to, to his knowledge, yeah. is uh, is safe and sound, driving away like, that, that, There's that no guy fucking sure was way. odd. You know, like you said, if you're concerned yeah. with things being realistic, you're going to have to just suspend Well, I mean, can disbelief. he teleport? We don't know. There's our, there is magic. Oh, yeah. There is magic in this There's movie. There's magic in it, yeah. So, I mean, there's supernatural shit. And uh, But the guy's driving away. Going, Whoa, what a strange encounter. And then he hears a... Uh-oh. Sort of. That's beca- that becomes the killer's like signature. And then Ben Kingsley pops up and is like, I'm going to murder you. He's like, you need to pull over. And he's like, why? And then he's like, because I can't do what I'm about to do at 70 miles per hour. It'd be really yeah. dangerous or like something like that. What I'm about to do is real twisted, man. Mm. Real fucked up. What he's about to shit. do is cut the... Speaking of eyelids... Yeah, he cuts the guy's eyelids off. He sure does. And then carves this, this like circle with a slash through it on his back, which I thought was really funny because everybody's like... for the whole, like First of all, you're watching a movie called Suspect Zero, and then all the other characters are like, so there's that symbol again, the circle with the slash through it. I'm like, it's a zero! Yeah. And then like 40 <laughs> minutes into the movie, everybody... Like Aaron Eckhart is like, it's not a circle with a slash through it, it's a zero! That's the that's a part of the movie that's sold as like an amazing revelation, and you're like, okay. guys, <laughs> yeah, you're like, we knew that already. Oh my god, it's not a circle. It's a I thought it was one of those Scandinavian O's. It's very, it's so <laughs> weird. It's like everybody is it like aside from like the the visual stuff that he does, everybody also just acts bizarre in this movie too. It's, right. it's a strange movie. There's a, there was gonna, they were going to make a sequel, sequel called Suspect Umlaut where the whole thing, they're going like, it's a, it's a U with, uh, with, it's like a curve with some dots over it. No, it's a U, it's an umlaut. Oh my it's God. Oh face. my God. This changes everything. Yeah, there's, we thought it was a smiley face, but it turns out it's an umlaut. It's an umlaut. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's right in this room. We've been it's, calling called, him the smiley face killer and we're going to have to change the whole fucking thing. Suspect out. But this is uh, so that. L O L. I liked that. L O L, you guys. L U L. L U L. But the. L U L. That's how they say it over in 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 fin- Finnmark. Dan, Dan, Dan Land. That looks nice Those too. Creeps. I don't know what they're doing. Dan Land. But the, this reminds me a lot of the the snowman, which we have to do. Oh, the sn- we should have done that one this this time. This would be oh man, we'll just Dear Mr. plenty of, plenty of opportunities to do. We the had snowman. all the clues. We had it. We did have all the clues. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is on us. I am frowning. Damn. I do love that movie. And just a minor digression. My favorite thing about that movie is you never find out why he's so obsessed with snowmans. No, it's because he well. made a snowman while his whatever his <laughs> mom. I'm not buying sink that. In the lake. Yeah, exactly. We don't know what the hell was going on there anyway. So. He was just building a snowman at the time, and so that's. Uh, we all I love fucking snow. We all love snow. It's something else. Anyway. Uh, but yes, the but just We're like the like, snowman. That that's supposed oh, to be Emily. That's <laughs> fucked up, Emily. You went too far. <laughs> but uh, but just like how in that movie it's supposed to be like an eerie, unsettling serial killer thing, and where you're st- and th- and this is the always the risk when you try to make a. Self-consciously yes. disturbing, like type of thing, is sometimes you go a little too far and it's just silly. Yeah. But then everybody's going like, "This is so fucked up," and you're like, "Nah, I'm laughing." <laughs> yeah, uh, right. And that's what the snowman is like when they put uh, Chloe Savini's head on a snowman. You're like, "Come on!" <laughs> I, I'm not supposed to think that's funny. <laughs> and that's the same thing with the cutting the eyelids off. Because yeah. whenever you see people with the eyes, you're like, "Yeah, it really?" Does, it does look a little it's silly. Pretty silly though. My God, I've never seen such carnage before. And you're like, it's pretty funny carnage. Yeah. So Aaron Eckert is 
uh, moved here to this uh, detective, <laughs> this detective agency, this police station. He's an FBI agent, but he's Thank like you. he's he's uh, disgraced because he beat up a suspect who was like clearly a serial murderer, but he he like abused the, the guy and the guy got a got off right. He got yeah. away. And so it's really, it's really funny when you watch movies from this time period and they're like, this cop is, all the other cops don't trust him because he went too hard on a suspect once. It's, and, and, yeah. then, and then the guy actually, they actually reported him and the guy got away. It's like, this doesn't happen. No. You guys don't fucking care. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> you guys don't fucking care. I don't care. believe it. So he's disgraced and he has to go to this uh, small town or whatever. And he's he's immediately like too big for his Brit. Like yeah, he's yeah. too big for the Bridges of the town, I believe the saying. He's too big goes, for the town's bridges. I, I believe the saying, the popular saying, goes like that. Um, he, my one of my favorite little details is him decorating his new desk, and he just takes out one baseball and sets it on his <laughs> desk. I'm like, who the fuck decorate? Here's a baseball. I'm just gonna set it down on my desk. What that's, if it rolls? That's, that's, and it's like, why are you doing? Why are you decorating your desk with a baseball? Do we are find out about, what the baseball's no? about? He doesn't have like a dead son or something. Uh, that's no, like I think it's just to show us that he like likes to have fun. <laughs> what, if he, what, <laughs> what if you put the baseball like you know how they have those pe- for people who actually do keep like you know sports memorabilia? They'll they'll have little stands for the baseball. Yeah, that would have been one. That would thing. be good. He should have one of those, and also he should like draw a little face on it. <laughs> no, he should draw Wilson. One of the... <laughs> <laughs> and then later, the serial killer kills his baseball. And he's sad about it. <laughs> as soon as Travis leaves the room, this this conversation just like derails. Whoa. Well, this movie's not very interesting. No, it's not. So he decorates his desk with a baseball, and he's like feeling kind of like, oh well, here I am. And then everyone's like, what? They they have like a someone made like a casserole or something like that, or a, oh Frito pie. He's yeah, like, somebody's <laughs> like, hey, you like Frito pie? Yeah, he's Frito like, pie? what's what's that? Frito pie is pretty good, isn't it? Okay, what is it? It's like Fritos Frito and, and chili. chili, yeah. Some and then you kind of shake it, yeah. it up or whatever. Depends. In the bag I mean, or some people do it different ways, or like a casserole. But the way that the way that that I learned how to do it was, you just get the little bag of Fritos and you open it up and you just dump some chili in there, and you know you kind of shake it up and you eat it with a spoon. Dude, I feel like I would fuck with a Frito pie right now. There are places in Seattle where you can get one, just get them made. But yeah, I can make you one if you want. I make really good chili, and so does Travis, as you know. Oh yeah, Travis's chili is so good, you guys. Mine is almost as good, by the way. It's not as good, but it's almost as good. I'll believe it when I taste it. Oh shit! That's and that's accepted. a challenge. Suspense is killing us. Chili cook off. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, he's decorating his desk, eating his Frito pie. He's like, well, ever. It tastes like regret. Yeah. He's he's like, oh, the coffee kind of sucks here. Is there a star? Is there a Starbucks around? Everyone's like, a Starbucks? <laughs> Are you he's kidding like, me? He's like a Starbies, you know? Starbies. Baby wants a Starbies. Baby wants Starbies. Uh, and they're like, no. Uh, he goes to good product placement for Starbies, though. Yeah, because there should be a Starbies wherever they wherever he is. Yeah. Now he has to. Yeah, whatever. So they go to the um, they're they're called out mm-hmm. because crime scene. They have to go investigate the crime scene where the guy he's in the trunk of his automobile with his eyelids cut off. Yeah, and Aaron Eckert's like. He's so frustrated because everyone in this town, they're FBI, they're just like touching shit. No one's wearing gloves. <laughs> they're just like rubbing stuff and like one guy's got his up. pants off. Yeah, they're just like fucking up the crime scene so hard. And yeah. he's like, he's so frustrated. They're actually wearing with it. gloves that have other people's fingerprints on them, so that they they yeah. mess it up twice. They're wearing gloves with the fingers like cut, cut off. off. They're wearing fingerless gloves. They're smoking cigarettes. Oh yeah, 
Yep. Uh, they're to- they're like trying to tow that the car that was supposed to be evidence. Yeah, yeah. They're like, wait. Um, uh, yeah. So and he's already um, he's mad. He's already too big for his brooches. Uh, he's too big for the town's britches. And now he, now he's yelling at all of his colleagues. Yeah. And everyone's like, whoa, this big city guy wants to follow the rules. He wants city to, boy. He wants us to wear gloves at a crime scene. Is chain he of insane? chain what of what evidence? Snob. Sorry, what's a chain of evidence? No one knows what that means. <laughs> we don't know that in Albuquerque or Tucumcari. Temecula. Also, Albuquerque isn't that like not a s- tiny town? No, it's a big city. Yeah. So what? The, there's a Starbucks there. I'm sure. Well. I... Who knows? No one's been there. They in drink years. their coffee out of cactuses down there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to get really good at it, otherwise you prick yourself on the, yeah. on the barbs. In the middle, middle of my notes, I just have a note that says, "This is fairly unengaging." <laughs> like, <laughs> well, who was I in that moment? Who is she? <laughs> who is she? Well, this is yeah, fairly this unengaging. Is fairly Boomst unengaging. is engaged by this. This has Boomst. none of the wit and sparkle of Murphy Brown. <laughs> uh, what a what a time. Yeah, from Tucson to Tucumcari to Hatchapi to Tonopah. Well, driven every kind of rig that's ever been made. <laughs> driven the back roads so I wouldn't get weighed. And if you give me oh, yes. weed. This is just like that scene in The Abyss. <laughs> it's the greatest, uh, my favorite um, Linda Ronstadt song. It is my favorite, too. You know what sucks about that, though? Never been able to find it uh, on karaoke anywhere. Oh, yeah, I, I would love to do that song at karaoke. I have it on vinyl, so if you ever need to take it with you and oh, have man. them put it on a record player, it seems like a lot. I don't think it's probably such a great song, and yep. it's a really easy one to sing. You know, you don't need a ton of range. Little Feet. Great The movie. original a composers great, of great it. Great song, yeah. yeah. And that is one of my favorite scenes in any movie of all time when they sing that song in the abyss. There need to be more songs about drinking and driving and how it's awesome. Yeah, everybody. popping pills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. Anyways. <laughs> so he's immediately thrown onto this case. He, he's like sent to this small town of Albuquerque. Mm. And he Stuck is like, oh, it's, people. It's, like it's taken that be left so turn. boring here. Blah, blah. And he's immediately thrown into a case where he finds a guy with his eyelids cut off in the back of a trunk. And a, and a strange symbol, a circle with a dash. Yeah, it looks weird. Flash through it. Nobody knows like what that. it is. The other, the other cops are like, Aaron Eckhart, we got a real silly one for you. Also, <laughs> Aaron Eckhart has such a weird face. I feel like every time I, I, it's like every time I, I turned away and then I looked at the, at the screen again, his head was like a tiny bit bigger each mm. time. Mm-hmm. He's like a cruel parody of a handsome man. Yeah, that's where you're that like, might be yeah, it. look at that handsome guy. He has the most dimpliest, dimpliest chin I've ever seen. He's been in a lot of crap like this. Maybe we should do an Aaron Eckhart episode. <laughs> Aaron Eckhart, more like Aaron Eckhart. Aaron on the side of caution. <laughs> Breaking my Eckhart. I, I hope there's enough. Can we do I Frankenstein? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it's spooky times. <laughs> I, Frankenstein, was the person who had to solve the crime. I think he solves crimes. My, uh, my letterbox review of that movie, I think I gave it like one star or half a star, and my review was I, Carumba. <laughs> now that's funny. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And this is why you have like 40 million yeah, that followers. Was the one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, letterboxed, it's a plague. It's a plague it's on really, society. I, I've almost completely stopped using it, but man. Uh, Oh, we have we are really not interested in this movie at no, all. I yeah, but it, we're having a fucking great time. It's yeah. the most interesting of the three, I think. I mean, I I mean, I thought Taking Lives was like insultingly like normal, like or sure. ordinary. And Mr. Brooks, I suppose, has the charms. There's there's moments I think where he where he's just kind of doing what he wants to do. I was, not, I was not bored by any of these, but this one annoyed me the most because of its pretensions. 
Yeah, it is a weird combination of this. Who wrote the script? Like a couple, a bunch of. I mean, it's Saturday. It's you know, total industry dudes. Because I mean, there. If I read the Wikipedia, and apparently when the script popped up, it was a spec, and Spielberg read it and loved it. Apparently, okay. According to Wikipedia, Spielberg read the script and loved it so much, and he said it would. It really freaked him out. The 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 bit where they're like uh, measuring their middle fingers to see if they're going to be serial killers. You remember this? No. Or is that from Taking Lives? I don't remember this in I don't anything. Remember it at all? Apparently, there was a bit in this where they're like me- measuring people's kids' middle finger, me- measuring people's middle fingers to see if they uh, were going to be serial killers. I don't think this is in any of these movies. And then, uh, so Spielberg apparently read the script, went home, and tested all his kids' fans. That sounds cool, <laughs> I though. See that. Uh, and then Cruise Wagner picked it up, so that's why Tom Cruise has produced this, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is, and then, but the, it sat around forever. They went through a bunch of different directors, and but the screenplay is by Zach Penn originally, and Billy yes. Ray originally, and then Billy Ray worked on it too. Like two, if you look up what the the work that these guys did, they it's are uh, collectively big collect- fucking names, industry like yeah. hack uh, power guys. Yeah, Zach Penn like did the uh, mar- does Marvel stuff now. Uh, like I don't a, know if that's true. Like Marvel, it? I think he did. Yeah, he wrote. The story for the Avengers. No, good for him. He did the X Men, X Men movies, oh, and Billy Ray's like actually done. He did. He's he wrote Captain cool Phillips. Shit. Yeah, he's the captain now. He's the cat. He wrote. Ca- he wrote Color of Night. Yeah, Billy Ray. The, so they're both like huge writers, and th- this has to have been like the the absolute last everybody that they wanted involved. Like I, I guess mean, Mary Hege was sort of a big deal at this time, but Eckhart's nobody's first choice ever. Maybe back then he would have been more I mean it's two thousand and four, so he's still riding off of Company of Men. I mean, you know Yeah, what is he even I famous guess. for? Well he blew up for In the Company of Men originally. Which is a movie people watched at the time and never will again. I rewatched it not not that long ago and it uh, <laughs> That's the case with every single Neil Labute thing. Except for Lakeview Terrace. As well, and I and okay. I actually like his Wicker Man. So, <laughs> the only one, the, he was such a huge like playwright, such a huge name for like eight, uh-huh. five, eight years or whatever. And the only thing he will be remembered for is his like worst, most embarrassing movie. But that movie, I think man. that movie's pretty good. Actually, it's the only one of his movies I would ever want to watch. Yeah. We liked, sure. we liked Lakeview Terrace when we did it. I didn't like Lakeview Terrace. You guys liked that. Oh, really? You guys liked Lakeview Terrace. You? We fucked. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get Physically. back to Suspect Zero. But anyways, Focus. yeah, it has a high, it has a, high, a, hero. a weirdly high pedi- pedigree for a Shit movie that just seems like hero. it was completely fucking buried. Yeah. Um, well, it's you know, like we we're in such a different content slash media landscape now that it's like this is the kind of shit that now pops up on Netflix and you never watch, or yeah. maybe your friend watches it and you don't hear about it because it came out six months ago and it just gets buried into the algorithm, mm. and then your buddy is like, "Yo, I watched this freaky movie last night about ro- remote viewing," and you're like, "What?" I never heard of that. Hey, who's in it? Aaron Eckhart. Aaron, okay, Aaron Eckhart. Like this is, but that's, this kind of shit used to get dumped out into theaters every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now this is the kind of stuff that ends up on streaming. I wish more like middle of the road movies were in movie theaters. For Same. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we all do. This is so just, yeah, remote this is just an episode of a like a ten ten yeah. episode season of TV. Now this is the one about this is the episode about remote viewing. Yeah. Yeah. Where they had the guy who was in Project Icarus. Oh, I feel like this would absolutely be like an eight-episode Netflix original series now. So Aaron Eckert is trying to figure out, he's on the case of the guy who cuts off the the eyelids and puts the strange (laughs) symbol. And meanwhile, he keeps getting flashbacks, flashbacks to the case that he fucked up. But he also is like seeing flashes of something else. So we know he he may have this mysterious power of remote viewing. 
remote viewing is where you can see stuff that is happening outside of your normal range of vision. Yeah, and we see him doing it at first before we have any explanation of what's happening. So he has this like recording of like a former employer or something saying like, look at it. <laughs> what, what is it? Check, check, check it out. Check it out. Look, look, at, look deep. I'm trying to I'm trying to find the actual lines because there's like things that he's that the that the guy says repeats over and over, and he just like goes into a sort of trance sort of thing, and then starts to like it seems almost involuntary where they just sort of start to draw, I guess. But I guess that they are just literally launching their their consciousnesses into the consciousnesses of other people. Yeah, it's, I mean that's you know it's there's old legends about remote viewing that the KGB well, down, had... download some coast to coast episodes and yeah. you know you'll it's. It's something. I it's guess. you know, it's one of it's one of those things like you know MK Ultra and stuff like that. Yeah, they did actually do experiments on these things in the forties, fifties, and sixties, and whether or not it actually produced anything is up for debate. Yeah, uh, it's all fake. I mean, none of this shit actually is a thing. So, so that this, this is what that that movie, The Men Who Stare at Goats, was yeah, sort uh-huh. of related to yeah, sort yeah. of deal. Where just a bunch of real moon bets were apparently in charge of law enforcement for a little while. Like, maybe acid will get it done for us. Like, eh. I think they just wanted to do a bunch of acid on the clock. (laughs) Honestly, like, those those stories about this sort of shit where it's going like an agency did crazy unorthodox things to try to, like, solve crimes or whatever. You're like, I'm I'm just amazed that they did anything. Yeah. Like, even if it's some crazy bullshit that was never going to pan out, you're like, well, they tried to do a thing. I can't see that happening now. General, I've got a I've got an idea. We could tell the government that we're doing experiments on remote viewing and psychic beat phenomena yeah. in order to beat the communists. Yeah. Go on. But really, we're just going to punch in and drop acid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> collect our paychecks. Okay. Yeah. Our fine, fine benefits. And then we're gonna do acid, maybe some ecstasy. Yeah. Maybe you know, hey, little whatever, a little of this, little of that. <laughs> it's like the James Remar with an eye patch at the beginning of Pineapple Express. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude. That part's funny. Yeah. Anyway, if anybody, if anybody, maybe so at some point, some along, somewhere along the way, someone will solve a crime. Who cares? Yeah. So the, the agency, government will give us anything. The agency they realize that they're they believe that they're going to go after Ben Kingsley and. He, everyone's like, oh yeah, this guy, he, he always like, he has this fantasy that he used to be an FBI agent himself, and everyone's right. like, this guy's just like really fucking crazy. And they're calling him suspect, eventually they call him suspect zero because they think that there is a serial killer out there that is uh, responsible for literally thousands of unsolved murders and kidnappings. This is the stuff that I like. Yeah. It's so crazy. And they, they call him suspect zero because he's like the the like the original most perfect serial killer. It's the 50-foot yeah. shark. Yeah. Like yeah, the, the that's a thing that comes shark. up Just ever see it. you haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um yeah, this movie I feel like it was really hard for me to pay attention to this movie and I do I feel like there's a lot of like lack of music and I feel like that might be why it was really hard for me to keep track of it because it's just it just seemed very like like stunted almost, I guess. It definitely I know, it weird. Definitely seems stunted because I think a lot of the time he's going for a semi minimalist kind of mood like a real mood yeah, oriented sort of thing of like and he's a not succeeding edgy, at it. Noiry thing that doesn't like go all the way, doesn't hit home. Okay, like I occasionally and I'm talking about maybe like twenty, thirty percent of this movie, he I think he does succeed in creating a certain kind of icky atmospheric, icky atmospheric yeah, yeah. tone that yeah, I think that I find unsettling. interesting. 
And then sometimes there's some interesting photography. We're talking about not much of the movie, but this is still the, this is still more than any of We're the other like movies. We're like an hour into the movie too. It's like, and it's not that long. It's not that long. There's there's and then and then it's got a real perfunctory ending too. Where mm-hmm. it's just, this movie just reeks of being fucked with. Uh, oh, yeah. from start to well, finish. Well, okay. So eventually, what happens is it turns out that Ben Kingsley is not. Suspect Zero. He's a vigilante. He's a vigilante, vigilante, but he was trained in remote viewing by the government, and he is chasing Suspect Zero and using his remote viewing abilities in order to track down Suspect Zero. And, like, he's also, like, a little fucked he's up. He's also fucked up. Well, he, there's <laughs> like, like, he, gives, he gives a whole John Doe at the end of Seven speech towards the end of the movie where he's like... The guys that were just looking for, for you know, radio bases in Antarctica, they turned out okay. But me and my four buddies who were so, who were actually putting ourselves into the heads of murderers, we're all fucked up. Yeah. And the other ones are all dead or in jail, and it's just me out here solving this mystery. And you're it's like, a long speech. What? It's like we we would show <laughs> up, we would show up to work, Marty, and uh, and we would drink our coffees and talk about the baseball game, and then go into private rooms and look inside the minds of killers. And after several years of this, we stopped talking about baseball. We stopped having lives, and then we all got fucked up. And look at me, I'm crazy. And all this sort <laughs> you want to make a left here, a left, <laughs> a left. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it makes sense. That would suck, I guess. It's a shitty job. It's not ideal, but he's still out there doing it yeah. and everybody thinks that he's the, he's the guy who's killing him but he's hunting the guy who's killing him yes we find out precious little about the actual 50 foot shark who is without question the most prodigious killer in the history of the world yeah go for him he go killed him. so many i don't even know how he did th- how he had time to do well this. the theory is that he's like a long-haul trucker yeah and he's just like going around the country picking up somewhere everywhere someone everywhere i liked the scene where they're in the little town at the like fair and Aaron Eckhart thinks he sees a little kid getting abducted, and uh, and he like is following him through the crowd, and he's like, I think it's I think it's Suspect Zero. I think he's kidnapping that kid, but it turns out it's just a, it's just a guy like dragging his girlfriend's son through the crowd because the kid's being a pain in the ass, <laughs> and he and he causes a little bit of ruckus, and there, and after Aaron Eckhart figures out that like you know this is all fine. Do you hear? You see the kid, the guy arguing with his wife about the kid. Yeah. He's like, "Look what you! Look what the stupid kid did! Look what he did!" It's like, "Oh, some asshole!" <laughs> and then he turns around, and Ben Kingsley's there. Yeah. Hello. 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 Look at my. Hello, dad. Marty. <laughs> So dumb. It's all about who controls the information, and it, Marty. And you know who's you know who's also in this movie is Carrie Ann Moss. God, yeah, allegedly, oh, uh, supposedly, theoretically, Carrie Ann Moss is at, like, what the fuck? And they have she a previous relationship. Yeah. Oh man, this everything about this. I don't character. remember the woman at all. Yeah. That's, I only that's re- I remember her at the beginning showing up, going like, "I'm not going through this shit with you again, Aaron Eckhart." It's. I honestly do not it's even so remember. Generic. A woman no, being it's in this fucking movie. crazy because the first time we meet her, she's they get put them in the room together and they're like, "Ooh, we hate each other because of the relationship that we had in the past. We're bitter about it." And she's like, "Ah, you don't pull oh, any yeah. of your bullshit. Oh, yeah, 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 I hate yeah. your bullshit." And he's like, "Well, don't." I pull saw your the core. Bu- yeah, don't put. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pull your bullshit either, Carrie Emma's weird. And you're like, they're gonna get along later on. And then, but then it just there, there's no between. Yeah, at, at the end, point, they're just still working together. And it's like, fine. like the next time that you see him, Aaron Heckard shows up at her place, and she's like, "Hi, you want to come in?" You're like, "Oh well, yeah, what point oh yeah." Did they, they like hug for a really long make, time? Yeah. Somehow they made peace somewhere in in between. That's just another scene that got cut because they're because they someone went like, "We got to just fucking bury this thing. This is <laughs> this is finished." 
Cut cut what we can and get it into the theaters. I don't know. Cut it out. Cut it out. Yeah, this movie is. But yeah, poor poor Carrie. I mean, I don't even know if she's good at it or not. She's barely in she's it at all. She's just there. How, and they they do they use remote viewing to find the guy at the end? Uh, yeah, Ben Kingsley can he does the remote viewing and he gets Aaron. He brings Aaron Eckhart into the fold because Aaron Eckhart also can. He do has it. the powers. Yeah, he, he has the powers. He, he had to, he had to like initiate Eckhart into the Project Karis Icarus. remote Icarus remote viewing uh, gang <laughs> crew. <laughs> Initiation's always rough, Marty. Now the paddling. <laughs> one paddling Two. of the swollen ass. Now you must drink this entire fifth of vodka. This one is called the unblinking the eye. Unblinking eye. You're hazing him. Have you ever noticed that the unblinking eye is just like the wreck of the Hesperus? <laughs> uh, yes, he hazes him in, and then he's like, "I just had wanted to make sure you were cool." And then they go, they go driving out, and he takes him to the fucking guys. <laughs> he ties a, a fucking brick to his dick and makes him <laughs> drop it off the side of a building. <laughs> oh my God. Welcome to the betas. <laughs> Beta cocks. <laughs> <laughs> five side beta cucks, and uh, yes, they they go driving out, and I I actually kind of liked this the, just the idea that this killer has killed thousands. literally thousands of people. Then and then when you end up seeing him, you would be like, well, okay, is he 176 that he was able to yeah. do all this? He's like a middle age, you know, he's probably 42. But but like um, there's like all this imagery that. You're like this has got to be like fantastical or well, I thought that impressionistic. The, I thought or the conclusion that we came to at the end of this was like they did use remote viewing to catch a serial killer. Yeah, it's up for debate whether or not that was suspect zero. Mm. But the remote viewing thing is not fake in the movie. Like it, no, the it, remote viewing's re- it real. Did, it did work. This guy might not be the fifty foot shark, but they did catch a guy. But throughout the movie, there, there's uh, geez, these little interstitial scenes where kids are being kidnapped, and it just happens over and over again. Oh, yeah. we, we see it like three or four times. Then there's a shot uh, in, during a, a part of a crazy, like chopped together scene that's, that happens occasionally in this, where you're like, well, I guess that was some sort of dream, whatever. <laughs> but then there's a shot of like this F, these FBI printers mm-hmm. that are printing out missing children case. Uh-huh. Each piece of paper is a new one, and they're pouring out missing. And then you. You see these maps of like all the missing children across yeah. the United States, and it's tens of thousands. Wasn't, wasn't there a shot in this where like a camera pulls back on the map of the United States, and it's literally covered, like completely, completely. covered in like little things and stuff? Or like so much so that I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, that is supposed to be the United States. Like that's the shape of the country. That's right. You know? Each one representing like a missing child or a murder or whatever the yeah. hell it is. And it's like if, if like this is. An absurdly huge problem yeah. <laughs> with kidnapping children in this country. This it's like, really why prolific. has the National Guard not been brought in on this? Yeah, like, yeah. this is really dire shit. So it's almost like fantasy in that, and I enjoyed that part of it. And when Ben Kingsley takes him to this guy's place, and he like, he, there's a bunch, there's this pile. Yeah. Uh, the guy's not doing a great job of burying his corpses. No. And there's like a hand in the pile, and he's like, this is one of the corpses. Now check out all of the corpses, Marty. And the camera like pans back, and it's like that shot from Gone with the, the uh-huh. Wind, yeah. where it pans over, and the, the, you see thousands of these piles. And you're like, jeez. <laughs> Damn. This, I can't believe how successful this guy was. It's so dumb. And, yeah, and yet he's got this mass grave, you know. <laughs> It's fucking nuts, man. And then at the end, there's also a really terrible uh, John Doe has the upper hand scene. Yeah, boy. Where Ben Kingsley is trying to get him to kill him. It's so lame. He's like, put me out of my misery, Aaron Eckhart. Oh, yeah. The things that I've seen, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm not going to do it. Well, you're going to... 
I, I actually was prepared to give this movie a, me, a medium sort of grade because I, I was just interested enough in like kind of like how weird and fantastical it was at times. But the ending is such a wet fart. It's such a nothing. Like it's just one of those endings that's like, yeah, we didn't have anything. Sorry, I mean we tried to we tried to hold off as long as we could, but we did we we got nothing. We don't yeah, know what we're talking I, about. I tuned out during the end of this. Yeah. I don't like honestly. I don't even remember really what happens. I I remote viewed myself out of that movie. Hey. I would watch something better. <laughs> it's mean. It's meaningless. There's a car. There's even a car chase. Uh, where there's, there's even like a, a car chase. There's a car chase where like because the, the dude drives a, a truck and they they ch- chase him down. The truck crashes. Uh, Aaron Eckhart also just like drives his car off of. <laughs> he just flips his car, and you're like, "Well, that's on you, dude." I don't know what happened there. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he, then he's a there's a foot chase. He chases the guy down to the top of a thing, and he's like, he's like, "I'm not gonna kill you, right? Because I'm not like you, Ben Kingsley. Because Ben Kingsley would kill these people." And you're like, "Who cares?" I mean, I yeah, was, was that ever like a thing that was like that? They make it seem like that was a theme that was running through the movie. Is Aaron Eckhart gonna end up being like Ben King? Like, who yeah. cares? Yeah, yeah right. there, who was, there was no duality to Aaron Eckhart <laughs> that we, that came into question. Yeah, yeah, it's like they're just bringing this up now and going like, I, we hope that he doesn't. And we're like, do we? He can kill this guy. I don't fucking care. <laughs> the guy killed. A, <laughs> None of us care. The guy the killed a million people. He. <laughs> He killed somebody. Go ahead and kill him. What the fuck yeah, does anybody care? Exactly. That would make me just like him. No one. You not didn't really. kill ten thousand people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is got, this thing. is like a conundrum. It's not even like the baby Hitler conundrum. Like you should just kill this guy. Absolutely. This is a, a thing that pops into movies sometimes when you're just like nobody cares. And there's we have certainty too. There's no like nuance where it's like. And you're also you can't you, know. You already, like, we know. We've already determined that you thought it was fine to beat up a suspect because he was a prolific <laughs> serial killer. Yes. Well, I, I believe they're trying to focus on Aaron Eckert having some sort of internal moral struggle because he feels bad that he beat the guy in his past case. Even though there's a long scene but in the middle of the movie care. where he's like, come on, the guy was clearly guilty and then he got away. Right. They, they d- can't decide whether or not we're supposed to be like rooting for the for the the savior of the, the values of this guy to be like. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. No. Sorry. And and just the, I just don't feel like the movie's really even been about that, and they just sort of at the end go yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Let's yeah. force in some themes, some very standard movie themes at the end here, because we got to do like they're just trying to make it do all the work, and yeah. it's and it's boring. But anyways, I think I think they pull that thing where he's like, I'm not gonna kill you, Ben Kingsley, and then he goes, Oh yeah, and pulls a gun. <laughs> it's like, well, okay, and then he kills him, and you're like, huh. well, does, and then Carrie Ann Moss kills the bad guy, right? Oh, Carrie, yes, Carrie Ann Moss, probably, because she finds the kid in the back of the truck and is like, You're gonna be okay, kid. Yeah, she and does. Then, they they actually do save a kid. In yeah, this movie, and then she chases them through the desert and shoots the guy. Yeah. Yep. There you go. It's just an ep- and a total nothing, and and that's and that's where like the. Because this movie's got two things going for it, and it's like profound mediocrity, yeah. And then this kind of weird shit that Mary he's just trying to do, and it's just like the mediocrity wins, for sure. Absolutely, like decisively. You're like, all right, so that was that was nothing, in fact. Uh, boring. Yeah, and it is pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> I will give it that. I mean, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go around recommending this to anybody. Um, this really is at all. this is what the uh, the little recording that Ben Kingsley listened to says. Draw the environment, draw the environment, see it, draw it. Now he's got this on a tape recorder, and this is what encourages him to <laughs> leave the astral plane and, do it. and draw stuff. Do it, do it, do it, do it man. Do it, pop it, twist do it. It, it will be great. Do it. 
this is this is a thing in, in a flashback with Aaron Eckhart where he's flashing back to the moment that he got like busted for torturing the, or for beating up that suspect or whatever it was. Agent Macklemore, you have shamed and vilified this agency. <laughs> his oh, name I, is his name is actually Macklemore. No, it's McElroy. But but people, I've I wanted to bring this up. Thank you for reminding me because this guy is like the latest for us in the long, long line of cop characters named Mc something or Mac something that everyone calls Mac. Yes, but he's Macklemore. I mean, let's face no, it. No, it is him. Or if you're if you, it's it's not it, but it's it's Macklemore. But this is what the guys is. Agent Macklemore, you have shamed and vilified this agency with your unorthodox methods. Mm. Mm. You are too mm. awesome mm. for this agency, Agent Macklemore. You are too fucking cool. <laughs> you're a loose cannon. We can't deal. Uh, back to the thrift shop with you. Nice. Uh, um. <laughs> this is a th- this is Ben Kingsley at one point is like actually gets to be Batman at times and there's there's a rape scene. You want to get it. nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but there's a there's a rape scene in it. Uh, did you guys t- talk about this? I don't like, remember that at all. In a car, it's one of the guys one of the guys that they're after, and he. Um, Drag, oh, yeah. Drags the lady, and he's in the he's in the car. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And, he, and it and they show it in fairly graphic detail, and it it also is Maybe one I of these made myself not watch it. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty nasty, and it's and it's one of these things where, um, Ben Kingsley, Suspect Zero, is I guess being theatrical about well, it or something. He's not Suspect Zero. Whatever he is, <laughs> Ben Kingsley. <laughs> what the fuck ever he is, uh, Sir Suspect this Zero. Guy. I think he has a name. I can't remember uh, what it is. He was knighted. Um, but like this guy is raping this lady and Ben Kingsley's plan is to thwart this and then kill the guy because that's what that's his whole MO but he like takes so long he's like walking around and going like well I like to watch too making his little noises and you're like it's happening now (laughs) do it he now, has to create the atmosphere. Yeah, he's creating the atmosphere. Yeah, he's making some atmosphere. But when he like he he like drags the dude Asimuthia. out of the he dra- drags the dude out of the car and goes, "Hey, hey, hey! What do you say?" That was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Hey, hey!" To what the are you rapist. doing? Uh, You're a creep. You're a creep. I've been seeing things again, and I don't know what they mean. I thought that was a funny telling line for this movie. Uh. You're gonna you're gonna help me turn it off. That's Ben. That's how Ben Kingsley wants Aaron Eckhart to kill him, mm-hmm. so we can turn off the horrible the remote. He, so he can press power off on the remote yeah. viewing. Oof. Just plug, unplug me, and plug me back in, please. You're telling me that all these abductions are the work of one guy? Do you realize how insane that is? Yes, it is insane. He's not wrong. There's so many, so many of them. It's pretty fucking weird. Uh, this is Ben Kingsley talking to Aaron Eckhart after Aaron Eckhart has said something presumably heroic. Must be extremely satisfying to hear yourself say something so heroic. Oh, pretty funny. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You're a guy with a skill. You're not a god. Uh, and then I also wanted to point out that uh, the production designer for this movie's name is Ida Random. Mm. So that's fun. Familiar with that name. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, I've heard that name before. Uh, Ida Random. Good job, I I, I guess. Uh, ratings. I think that was all right job that they did Ratings. I'm gonna give this two Juds. Mm. It's just so. It should be better than it is, just because it's. It the premise is so weird, but they don't do anything with it. It's clear that nobody knew what movie they wanted to make here. Uh, definitely, definitely a too many cooks situation. Yep. Uh, and that's definitely. That's just you know. And this is just so forgettable. 
Uh, I'm going to give it one Douglas for the rape scene uh, that I didn't remember until you brought it up. Yeah. That's pretty gnarly. Yeah. And I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 circles with a slash through it that no one knows what that is. Very nice. It's not an O. It's a zero. Ah! Oh, my God. We're through the looking glass here, people. What a mind blower. Uh, I was maybe because there's at times I was really like, boy, this is crazy stuff, man. Yeah. But then as soon as uh, it was over, it just, you're like, where was it? It really I? ends inert. So I'm going to give it two as well. I mean, it, it it's too many cooks, but how often do you see maybe a too many cook situation where one of the cooks is really weird? It's like <laughs> like Marinuge is a genuine stranger, and you'll I think he thinks he's a genuine stranger. Well, I think Begotten is pretty fucking bonkers. Stra- yeah, okay, but I mean, I think that his work since then, and especially something like this, there's a lot of flop sweat on this. It is self-consciously. He is, I guess, self-consciously strange. Like all of the weird black and white and remote viewing flashback scenes and stuff. It's like, oh man, did you see Natural Born Killers? I'm gonna make it. A little bit like that yeah you know and it's just like i'm falling asleep here man and he is using some of that begotten like fucked up uh, yeah like heavy film filter type stuff for certain it, things it too just looks stupid it's stupid yeah weird it's just this the combination of marriage and like the guy the guy who wrote uh, the avengers yeah you know? <laughs> it's right. a strange mashup of, of elements for a movie uh i'll give it two douglases for the gnarly rape scene and uh, how, what was your rating? I had 10 out of 10 circles with a slash through them. Good, good, good. 10 out of 10 goofy googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> cut, cut out lid googly eyes. Okay. Mm. All right. I'm going to give this one two Juds. It was Boro Snoro. Oof. And uh, deadly. That is fucking. Yeah, just twist the knife. That's Emily. harsh. That's twist harsh. the knife. A lot of style over Boros substance Boros. here, and not in a good way. Very, you know, very much reminding me of a million other better movies. I'm gonna give it. I I'm gonna give it one Douglas for the the rape scene that I don't really remember because I feel like I probably just didn't watch. Like I looked away or something. How um, could you? <laughs> Watch it. Um, and then I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it 50 out of 50 50 foot sharks. <laughs> hey, all right. Could have given it 51 foot sharks. Oh, that's cute. Also, also that. Also that. This movie should have been about a 50 foot shark. I mean, come on. How rad would it's it have been right if, like, if like at the end of the movie it's like, oh my God, it's literally been a shark the whole time doing this it stuff. It was a 50 foot shark. That would be. It's would ambulatory be and on land. Yes, it wears clothes. <laughs> Drives a truck. Yeah, it's like King Shark from Suicide Squad. Yeah. Murder. No, uh, what's that cartoon shark's name who talked like the Three Stooges? Jabberjaw. 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 Yeah. He walks around on his fin like Jabberjaw. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go kill a thousand people. I'm in a. I'm in a rock band. <laughs> That's his cover as he's in a touring band? Jabberjaw, man. Do you remember uh, Jabberjaw? I don't know what you're talking too, about. Too young for Jabberjaw. What was, who is he? It was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon where, like, it, and I think it took place in, like, the future, like, this, some undersea world. Do you guys remember oh. Street Sharks? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Street yeah. Sharks are rad. They all had, like, six-pack six abs, and they were sharks <laughs> cool wearing names. little cut-off shorts. They hated pizza. Absolute, <laughs> yeah, absolute Ninja Turtle ripoff, too. I love it. They did. They, they hated pizza to differentiate themselves from the turtles. So pizza, it, gross. So at one point, someone was like, you guys want some pizza? And they're like, oh. 
And you're like, yeah, that's, like that's really going to get the kids. Wait, that's actually? <laughs> no, that's something? real. That's so They like the calzones. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we prefer Dude, who, calzones. Oh, I want a calzone so bad right now. Well, okay. I want a margarita calzone. I'm sure that could be efforted for you. And French fries. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of what we want... Oh, well, this ain't it. This is not this it. Next the next movie, movie 2000, it. came out the same year, 2004s again. Oh. This time, Taking Lives. More like Taking Shits. Oh. <laughs> oh, damn. My son was a deeply, deeply disturbed person. How can I explain to you how dangerous he was? No, not was. Is. She's not a cop. She doesn't need evidence, doesn't need facts. All she needs is a murder site and a body, and that's all we have. Special Agent Scott? There hasn't been a murder like this in years. The smashing of the face and the cutting off the hands. It's the sexual element. It's what turns him on. That's uh, James Costa. He claims he saw most of what happened. Look, I'm doing my best here. That, that man's face was half gone. I saw the man who did this, okay? I saw him, and I can show you what he looks like. Could that be your son? It could be, but my son died 19 years ago. Taking lives. That's what Martin Asher's been doing for almost 20 years. They're taking- <laughs> they're Too mean. They definitely took two hours of my life. Yeah. Just kidding, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't I hate this as much. And who was this directed by? Uh, I believe it was directed by DJ Caruso. <laughs> another one, another one. Great, great director DJ Caruso, who's been with us before, I believe. He was on. He did the Salt and Sea. Yeah. And maybe one other thing. Disturbia. Disturbia. Yeah, done Disturbia. I would yeah. love to do Disturbia. Some sort of like suburb type uh, theme. Suburbia. Probably. Some like fake. I want to do Disturbia. Like a bunch of rear window ripoffs. I yeah. feel like could be a Oh yeah. Thing. I think okay. there that could are be a thing. So many. I want to do Disturbia, but I'd be afraid to Disturbia. Oh man. <laughs> oh, there he goes again. Uh, we're all so good. Yeah. Well, I'm, I think the young people really dig it when I get down verbally. <laughs> You turn the chair backwards. Uh, and put, 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 turn my hat backwards. We know off the bat this movie's cool because it starts out with you two. Yeah, that was Boy. weird. <laughs> the you two, and then it comes. It comes back at the end. It's we also know it's cool because it fucking starts out with that punchable face of Paul Dano. Ugh. As soon weird. as he showed up, I was like, God. As damn soon it. as he showed up, I literally yelled at my screen, Dano. <laughs> like, God, like you Dano. again. <laughs> The, uh, he's only the second least charismatic Dano in this in this <laughs> podcast episode, but we'll get to that later. Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, the, it is the song "Bad" from U2. It's not. It's no. Even, it's, it's all I want is you. No, it's bad. There's another one at the end, though. Oh, is there another one? Maybe another, that one's a separate all I want U2 is song. Closing credits. U2 song. Jeez. Well, right. I mean, either way, it's it's bad. Bad from U2 is the one that's playing at the beginning, and it's like one of their. It's a classic. Yeah. So, that, so that's big money. Uh, and then, the, and then, like five less than five minutes later, is should I stay or should I go from yeah. the class? You're like, damn, where did this? And, so I, and, weird. and you do totally feel like that, so, that. Whoever was in charge of the music department was just like, we can just get whatever songs that we want, right? And at some certain some at certain point, someone was like, no, you have to pay a lot of money for these. And they were like, <laughs> oh shit! And it's cut off. They're like, you get like three songs. Turn it off. Well, they went to Bono, and Bono was like, anything for DJ Caruso. <laughs> D DJ Caruso is the greatest <laughs> director. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wonder if he directed like some, like the one video or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to check it out. 
I'm not going to do any. Are you a big U2 guy? I, I I do happen to listen to a comedy podcast called You Talking U2 to Me, so I know yep. more know more about U2 oh, than I probably my, should. I think my friend listens to that podcast too. Isn't there a massive attack a song guy. in the soundtrack? There's a massive yes, it's a U2. But there's a massive attack song in every movie. That's that we cover, not uncommon so. at all. Yeah, but when you hear the Clash and U2, you're like you just hear, yeah. see money. Well, that's you where the rest of the money, of money went. Absolutely. Uh, uh, but so, this movie cost forty five million dollars. Oh man! <laughs> I mean, Angelina Jolie is like this is. Mm-hmm. She's at her peak here. Yeah, for sure. She is huge. Yeah. Huge she gets, star. She gets naked in this movie. What? I don't think that's her. It's totally her. I think it's a body double. Nope. No. They, well, they show her face and her breasts. <laughs> they, oh, okay. they go out of their way to make sure that you know it's not a body no. double. That was uh, maybe maybe that's in the unrated version too. You should, you you think you would think it would be because yeah. you're like, why is Angelina Jolie doing nudity in this? Very strange. Of all things, bad movie. Because she didn't care because she was like Ethan Hawke is so hot, so that's fine. We'll talk about Ethan Hawke later. Ethan Hawke. Uh, but this movie starts with Paul. He's Paul Dano is like a, kid, a, a young uh, Montreal kid. Ah, Montreal. Yeah, Montreal. That's one of my favorite things about this movie is like, well, Vancouver, we spent all the money on the U2 song, so we can't shoot in Vancouver because that's that's too expensive. And so we're going to go to Montreal, and that means that all of the rest of the characters have to be French. They're French. Quebecois. They're clearly, they're just French. It's French actors. It's Olivia Martinez and like Jean-Hugues Anglade. And, and, so and then funny. there's Chucky Cario, who I don't even know where he's from, but he's been in everything. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, so Paul Dano is escaping from Montreal, and he uh, he's on the bus, hitching a bus out of town. They're going to Seattle. That's they, true. They're going they, to Seattle. He's going to go to Seattle to do his music. And he meets Justin Chatwin. On the on the bus, who you might know as the brother, the son slash brother from War of the Worlds. Oh, he really wanted to go fight. The he mostly aliens. he mostly did TV, <laughs> and then and, it seems like, like he's dead, but, th- but then he's not. Yeah, exactly. That movie sucks. Uh, War that's, of the that is one of the yeah. the great Spielberg films. We're gonna have to do those I on like the Patreon. I love that movie. One of the great Spiel. Oh, oh I love it. I good. think it's absolutely and also I one of the great ni- one of the great nine eleven films too. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Anyhow, but this is the song that uh, that he uh, that Tom Cruise's son in War of the Worlds uh, sings. He's like, "I'm gonna go to Seattle to play music," and then he starts singing a song, and it's, "I got the military blues." Oh God, it's so bad. They got my hair, but not my soul. As soon as he started picking on that guitar and singing, I skipped. Like I went forward. <laughs> oh come on! I just can't handle it. Uh, <laughs> got but the military blues. Then they're, they're on the bus. The bus breaks down. Then they go. The, they, they decide to be pals. They decide to be pals, and they realize that the, it's going to take forever to get the bus fixed. So they notice that there's like a little gas station, like mechanic shop, well, some, down some the used way. Cars out so they, front. So then they buy a used car for three hundred dollars. Well, it is supposed to be, you know, like twenty or thirty years ago. Or whatever. Oh, it's in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. This is flashback. Yeah, yeah. I believe this takes place. This part takes place in nineteen eighty-two or something like that. Yeah. And uh, and then they buy so they buy this used car. They're going down the road, and then oh no, Paul Dano's driving, but he he hits something. And they, the, they blow a tire. There's three tire blowouts over the course of the first like eight minutes of the movie. Something it's like that. Weird. Yeah. And and Paul Dano Fix your streets, initially Canada. is like oh wait we didn't talk about the the hitting with a rock in the first one because there's also the hitting with the rock in this one. Oh okay, we can bring it we can bring it so back. Who got hit with a rock in? Uh, Suspect Zero. Aaron Eckhart crumples the dude's face with a rock at the, oh, at the right. end. That's that's how he finishes right. Ben Kingsley. Or no, or the other guy. I don't remember. The actual suspect. Yeah, the actual suspect. But two zero. out of three rock rock punches. Anyhow, rock punches. Anyhow, the, now they're stuck on the side of the road, and and Paul Dano doesn't know how to fix a flat tire, change a tire. Of course he doesn't. That fucking freak. He sucks. 
He's and like this. It's it's fun. Like intent. The intention is to be misdirection because Paul Dano is like, I can't do anything. I'm a nebbishy nerd kind of guy. And then he's like, and then I kill. And you're like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. He basically like, like he sees killing. another car coming down the road while Justin Chatwin is trying to jack the car. And he goes, I think I'm about as tall as you. He like says that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a really creepy. Ominous. Like, there's one thing like. Paul can be creepy as fuck. Well, I mean, can be or is. It, it, because he is. Because yeah. he fucking is. He's I, so weird. As a, fr- a friend of mine once said to me, and uh, not not that long ago, and now I can't unsee it, every time you see Paul Dano in movies like this, he looks like he just finished jacking off. Stop. No. <laughs> like He's always got leftover O-face. What have you done? He always has leftover cum face oh, to me now. Uh, Especially if you watch Riddler, if you I watch Batman. he has really clammy hands. Oh, God. I hate probably, him so much. <laughs> probably l- less annoying than Jeremy Strong on the set, though. I'll tell you that. Uh, I don't know. At le- to deal with him jacking off constantly. I would I would imagine that, like at least one of them is productive. Let's just say that. <laughs> oh, my. Anyhow... He, yeah, he sees this car come down the road, and he kicks Justin Chatwin into the into the Ooh, way of, of the car. Dude. It's pretty, it's pretty brutal. brutal, yeah. It's yeah. scary. Imagine, like, just you're fixing a car, and then, oh, Boom, God. Yeah. And he gets all fucked up, and then uh, the guy in the car also dies. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then uh, Paul Dano finishes off Justin Chapman with a rock. And that, and that comes to be his... Technique. He he bashes he people's faces in. Yeah, and that's well, part of, that's part of his whole deal because he he's stealing yeah. So their the, the premise of this is that there's a serial killer that murders people and takes their identities and moves on as them and fakes the death of him of whoever he's taken. It's a double meaning. The title taking lives. He's taking these lives. Oh, he's taking shit. lives and he's taking lives. Yes. Nice work. It's clever. It's very clever. Cut to present day. What happens next? Well, we got Angelina Jolie, who's she, a troubled FBI agent. I look. I looked this up because I thought that was very strange that the that the can- can- Canadians are having a American come help them with their crime. Yes, that is a totally different. Well, country. the one the one guy is pissed off about it. Olivia Martinez is like, "What are you bringing in this American for? We don't have anybody as good as that in our whole fucking country. Somebody bring me some wine." <laughs> <laughs> My children need wine. My children need wine. Uh, <laughs> I actually looked it up to see if there was like cro- like cross agency cooperation. Apparently there is, so I can't. Well, that really, doesn't I totally surprise really me. I was just sort of like an American. Why can't they all be Canadians? I, I don't I know. know. It's weird. But she's. Uh, oh, I, oh, speaking of Canadians, I did like Justin Chatwin's ridiculous accent. Like when he's changing the car, he actually says the word about, and he makes a very play makes pains to say a boot. A boot. Goodness, fantastic! <laughs> fully, <laughs> fully committed to being a Canadian. So yeah, there's a there's a serial. There's somebody got murdered in in Montreal. Montreal. And they bring in. Yeah, it's present day now. Angelina Jolie. The French cops are not. Well, one of the French cops is not thrilled about it. There's a third French cop who's totally anonymous. Like I don't remember who this fucking guy is. Yes, there is one French cop who's a hothead, and he's like, I don't care for this, huh? And then another <laughs> one who's like, I, I, I know her. Yeah. She is a good lady. That's uh, Jackie Cario. And, and he's nice. And then, and at one point, one of these cops is one of the several people in this movie that slaps Angelina Jolie in the face. Yes. That's fun. Angelina Jolie is an expert on like psychopathic behavior. She's like a criminal behavioralist and a kind of that that style of That detective. resume is not exactly dipping his ladle in my vichyssoir. If you know what I mean. We're introduced <laughs> to her, and we're also, uh, we get a flash of, uh, I think even before we see Angelina Jolie, we get a flash, and uh, oh gosh, Gina Rollins is in this. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm, I was delighted, uh, similarly how I shouted out Dana with, with anger, I shouted out Gina with excitement. Um, she, We see her rush off this ferry 
and uh, she goes up to this, these police officers and, and says that she just saw her, her dead son, her son who's supposed to be dead, and he's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, well, the lady, what are you talking about? Yeah. So we get a little bit of that, and then we're introduced to Angelina Jolie uh, checking out this grave. She's like laying in this she's grave. She's laying in the grave. She's one of, she's one of she's these. She's a weirdo. The idea is for her to be a Will Graham type of, yeah. like she uses unorthodox methods, but there's literally nothing interesting about her character well, the, whatsoever. I, I she like pastes the photos of all the like crime scenes like across from her like while she's eating dinner and on her ceiling so that she can yeah. look at them before bed. Yeah. My, my favorite thing is like her, when he, she gets introduced in the grave is like they do one of those bits where like Okay, there, this is a, a moment of inspiration and genius from from Angelina Jolie, and she's like, "He dug the grave beforehand. How do you know? Because it's exactly five feet eleven inches, and the the dead person is five foot ten inches." And they're like, "Oh, you are a genius!" Oh, and you're like, the "What best. the fuck are you talking about?" I know, I know. And also, did you get the tape measure out, or did you just eyeball that? <laughs> she's like, "Well, she's I am good. like five five. Like, she's right? Like, yeah." And there's like five inches there. Anyway. Everything about this character is so underwritten. Like she's just like they don't do the extra component that makes this character interesting. She does this like crazy unorthodox stuff, but other than that, just seems like a nice enough lady yeah. who is just sort of like <laughs> she's, she's not that she, troubled. She's not that troubled. I guess she's lonely. We actually do get a, like a, a story of like the, her origin story of why she, the most gorgeous woman in the world, decided to be, become a criminal profiler <laughs> instead of virtually having virtually doing anything else with her life. Yeah, that would have been much more. Which pleasant. was? Do you, you don't even I don't remember. remember. Do you? No. Of course you don't, because the story is basically like one time when I was twelve, there was a guy who broke into our house, and I went down and I killed him. That's why I do this. And uh, you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, and then it, it just doesn't play in. Like the character is just. <laughs> and then the guy next to her is like, "Anybody want to switch seats?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's pouring kerosene all over himself <laughs> yeah. and setting himself on fire. Uh, but it, but yeah, like in any, I don't. I'm not the biggest. I've enjoyed Angelina Jolie and stuff before, sure. but she's not the kind of person who's gonna like really add more nah. if there's if there's that little going on with this character she's gonna meet it head on and i want and angelina jolie from alexander i want to really go <laughs> going for it if she's if i'm gonna watch this stuff you need to pair her up with a lunatic like oliver yeah. stone to really pull maybe it not dj caruso <laughs> she's, she's just yeah she seems like a nice lady yeah she has some mildly uh unorthodox strategies she's lonely for some reason yeah <laughs> but that's but we've seen that sort of thing before i love i love movies like this where like the this impossibly beautiful woman is so troubled that like she can't maintain a relationship. Mm. This these kinds of women are like catnip to me. Oh. Like when they're good when they're both good looking and horrible pains in the ass because they're like so miserable. Uh, sign me up, man. Do you mean in real life? Yes, in, in real yeah, life. Okay. No, honestly, this is my dating pool. But she's not even that like miserable. Uh, there's just not enough that, there. But the movie insists that she is. Yeah, I guess the movie tells you that even though you don't see it. Like That's exactly what I want is a woman who is like unavailable because she is so upset all the time. <laughs> <laughs> there's this thing, the most that they do is they, like uh, Emily said, there's this part where she's like eating her dinner and she's taped a bunch of like moiter photographs up to the chair and you're like, can you imagine, you know, <laughs> gross eating eating and looking at the mirror. Oh, she but must it's like be, every girl now she falls asleep watching Forensic Files, so it's like whatever. Yeah. Isn't there a moment in this early, or later where she's like looking at crime scene photos like on the street and like a little girl is walking oh, yeah. over to them 
and she's like, oh, God. Uh, don't, don't look at my crime scene. Don't, like, don't look at my Manhunter ripoff scene. And I, got, I, I also, and what do I know about anything, of course, but, like, what are you going to find? a very good question. What are you going to find in these pictures? Just well, staring. I mean, she's and, you know, a like, genius. <gasps> the faces are bashed in. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, you're going <laughs> to notice. Somebody murdered these Maybe people. I have to, to just remind keep... her of the brutality of the situation. Yeah, I yeah, guess. Keeps her on the, it keeps her on the edge where, where she's got to be. Sorry if the goddamn chicken got, chicken got over overcooked, cooked. But yeah, she's supposedly troubled. Uh, seems like seems nice enough. And then of course, you know, we're we're talking about one of the most beautiful people in the history of the world, mm-hmm. and she's lonely. She's, turns out Angelina Jolie is like really pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> who knew? She really is. I have to say, like all three um, of, of the lead characters in all three of these movies are are people who. I'm just not not particularly interested in like almost yeah. everybody and like Aaron Eckhart is a quintessential actor where I'm just like who cares. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was talking to Travis in the car and I was like, I realized that I actually have not seen Angelina Jolie act a bunch, mm-hmm. and for me, she is she's so kind of existing in magazines and in interviews yeah. and as she's like, like a public a, figure. Yeah. To me, at least, like obviously, I've seen like Girl Interrupted and like Gia and. Some other like Beowulf salt, and Mr. And Mrs. Salt. Smith. Oh God, salt. Yeah, um, wanted. But like, your favorite. <laughs> I was watching. I was watching, and I just found myself kind of like fascinated by being like, "Oh, what's her deal?" Like, yeah. "Oh yeah, she's an actress, huh?" Like, yeah. okay. a director. I was like, "Oh, like." Because she just exists to me so outside of being an actress, mm-hmm. I guess. Her celebrity is, uh, has outshined yeah. the, yes. the, the way that she got famous. And so it was just like I. I was just like, "All right, like what? What's your deal?" And it's just like. I don't know. We yeah. were su- we were saying this about the same with Demi Moore because Demi Moore turns up in Mr. Brooks and and she's at the, this point because she's she's just famous in general and yeah. hasn't really done anything I'm interested in. Where you're like Demi Moore, what's she doing acting in a movie? And it's like that's yeah, yeah, exactly. that's actually her profession. Yeah, that's what that's what she does. You you just forget it. So like you're like Angelina Jolie just being in a movie. Interesting. That's yeah. very interesting. So what happens next is uh, the serial killer has struck again, yeah. and. Uh, there's a witness this time. Immediate red flags from the onset. There's a witness this time, and it's Ethan Hawke, and he's, like, interrupted the crime. He didn't manage to save the person's life, but he scared off the suspect and maybe can describe this person. Yeah. And immediately, he's also a great sketch artist. Yeah, he can draw. He can draw. And I was like, oh, God, speaking of drawing, that last shot in Taking Lives where, like, he bashes the guy's head in with a rock. Oh, Suspect Zero. Or Suspect Zero. And then, like, the shot is looking up from his point of view, and there's Aaron Eckhart and Carrie Moss looking down oh, at the God. camera. And then it turns into one of Ben Kingsley's sketches and on the <laughs> desk and pulls back. Whoa. Bullshit. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so, but as soon as you look in the witness box and you're and it's Ethan Hawke, I'm like, oh, he did it. That's him. He's the killer. Yeah, what do you think, Emily? Because uh, you're, you're famously not susceptible to. But this movie still got me. I was suspicious of this Ethan one got Hawk from the start. Okay. And then there was a period of time where I was like, I guess he's fine. See, okay. here's what I thought was going on, and I'm going to jump ahead because I have to spoil the movie to talk about how it kind of tricked me. Yeah. Immediately, I was like, uh, oh, it's definitely Ethan Hawke. He's the killer. It just has to be. It has to be. But then they... Uh, they did. They they reveal that whoever is the killer had a had a twin brother, and the twin brother died. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, so he's working with somebody else. And then Kiefer Sutherland shows up, and they're like, they're trying to make you think the Kiefer's the killer. And I'm like, they're working together, Who right? Even was Kiefer Sutherland he, in he this? He ends up being a total red herring. Total red, yeah. Do literally. we even know like who he was? He though? was he was a red herring involved in something that Ethan Hawke's character was doing, and he was gonna try to take Kiefer Sutherland's life. 
He was an he was, yeah it had nothing but he had nothing to do with this yeah. with the kill. So the, so I fell for the red herring for a minute. I was like, "Oh, it's going to turn out that Kiefer Sutherland is the dead twin brother." Me too. I and, wrote Kiefer Sutherland is serial killer question mark, but I'm still suspicious of Ethan Hawke question right. mark. Okay. But then but then that that ends up not being the case and I'm just like, "Oh, I guess it was Ethan Hawke all along." I just think the, the stuff where he's like, I was, the, you don't see any of this. And he's like, I saw the killer and I just was like, hey, get out of here. And he ran away and I tried to save them and I was there. And you're just sort of like, so it's this guy's word. Okay. Like, I, I was expecting Angelina Jolene to turn around right away and go, like, he did it, right? You yeah. know? <laughs> but then she was like, oh, he respond like, like sociopaths, like psychopaths don't respond with normal human emotion to like disturbing images. And he got really freaked out when he saw the, the yeah. Garrett. Yeah, there's, there's, no way a, there's no way a brilliant serial killer. Could fake that emotion. It's so, <laughs> so stupid. She was yeah. I, I said scary words like mud and blood, and he didn't. And he was like, "Ew, gross." So yeah. you know, like, and he. But anyway, he's allegedly an art dealer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're gonna, and they want him to describe the killer, or be a witness to the crime and stuff. But then they're like, "Well, we have to put him under protection because the killer's out there and might he's come a after him, and he's a witness." Uh-huh. And, and of course, the they start sparks. to they start to you know some sparks start to fly, oh, and these sparks are chemistry. flying like crazy. Yeah, like it's very quickly. Angelina's like, I think I need to pull myself out the case because I want to fuck this guy yeah. so bad. And then Jenna Rollins, as you said earlier, is like, well, my son, he disappeared, you know, and, oh, I, and I saw him again. And they they like Angelina Jolie connects the dots. Yeah, she's like, it's this Ash, it's her son Asher, who who is definitely our guy. Martin Asher. Martin, Martin Asher. Asher. Yeah. Because she like looks. Gina Rollins has all these photos, but they're all of the twin that die. Yeah. Yeah. She keep Angelina Jolie keeps going. Oh, is this Martin? And she's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like this one creepy little picture that she like tucks behind the rest. They're absolutely trying to red herring you about the twin brother, but it turns out oh, to yeah. be nothing. Twin yeah. brother's been dead. It's incidental. Yeah. Was probably he was his, he was the Maybe, guy the, the well, bad guy's first victim. Him. He probably killed him for yeah. sure. Uh, he's just that's where he first got his taste. And then for a while, you're like, well, is Gina Rollins behind, like helping yeah. him, like hiding him in the house because there's the there's the room, the uh-huh. spooky hidden room, and she doesn't know that she may be hiding him still in the house yeah. or something. So who because is- there's that there's that American Horror Story style mattress grab, mm-hmm. yeah, what which the really hell? creeped me that out. Was just, uh, that, that was just that was that was dumb. It's dumb because she she would have left. So scary though. She would have left, a- and he would have been fine. They find a secret. Okay, they find a secret room in this lady's house. And of course, it's all she, has to la- she has to lay on the bed because she lays in grave. She lays on that's bed. She, she has to get in the headspace. She's unorthodox, but she sees the name Martin like carved mm-hmm. into the banister. She's like, "Hello, Martin." So here we are, and then like like. It's a like a second-rate Friday like it's, the Thirteenth like Jason. Knockoff. Yeah, exactly. The hand goes oh, through the bed and yeah. wraps around her. Oh, I love it. And then and then he goes like ah, scampering off. She doesn't see his face. Is that Ethan Hawke then? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, sir. I mean, yes, it has sir. to be because there is nobody else. Yeah, it just has to be. I like, but you're just sort of like, like he, the... so he went down. No, okay. it could have been just like some dude. <laughs> no, it, like it's, some that squatter. was just some random squatter. It was a squatter. He got scared. <laughs> I also like the scene earlier where she's like. They're in Jenna Rollins' house, and later Angelina Jolie is talking to the one cop, and she's like, "Did you notice that there's probably a spooky, scary room in that house? There's a secret door." In oh, because she the feels room. she feels the air yeah, come yeah. up, and oh, they're like, I "Well, without that. a warrant, we can't go in there and uh, check out the scary room." And she's like, well, "What about an unorthodox cop with, with <laughs> not who, from the country who doesn't know the rules?" <laughs> and and he's like, "That would be okay." <laughs> and, and she's like, quite acceptable. You know, huh? you know that would not work no matter what we say. <laughs> We're not that different a country. 
country. Yeah. We do have due process and rule of law, you know. It's Canada, but we do things differently. Uh, and so, but then she, as yeah, long they, as you say sorry, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But they, so they break in. So anyway, but I'm like, you know, any evidence you find in there, you can't use. Well, you know, she said it was oh sorry. So also, the thing about Angelina Jolie is she notices all the details. Mm -hmm. Like we're oh, we're, yeah. we're oftentimes put into her POV where it's like zoom in on like the corner of an object. She notices and, like, all the details, yet is still a complete moron. <laughs> He's a total idiot. Up until, up until the end where they finally kind of like do a, like, well, we should give her one fucking win in this movie, yeah. I guess. She's the... Yeah, a bizarre... A, a bizarre the, the ending... That, see, that's the kind of shit that, that kept me going in this movie because like, I kind of fell for the red herring and I was like, alright, well, that's, that's different. And then I was kind of enjoying sort of all the attempts to make this not generic that were thoroughly generic. Yeah. And then the the twisty, so the so-called twist ending was very funny to me. So they think that they solved the case or whatever. They they think that she she somehow is off the case now. And yeah, as Kiefer's, soon as she's off the case, yeah, he gets it done with uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Uh, uh, so he so he basically so if you hadn't picked up Ethan Hawke, is oh yeah, he killed he kills Kiefer. The guy well, no, who's, the we, guy who's, you, you skip the whole middle chunk of the movie though. What? Well, the whole Kiefer Sutherland part. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Uh, so, like, Kiefer Sutherland, Sutherland is introduced, and and for for a second there, it sort of seems like Kiefer's only going to be in it for like a minute. You're he's like, at the Damn. art. He's at the art gallery. <laughs> but yeah, they he finally comes back. And well, this, they're setting. They're set, first. They set up a sting. Yes. Because and it's at this party, right? And then they're like, they, they, got him, they, they got decide a, he's wearing a wire, yeah, man. And they they decide like the guy hasn't shown up yet. He must have made us. Mm -hmm. So they pull they pull Ethan Hawke out and he's like, so you mean this guy knows that I'm that I'm tra that I'm helping you guys? And they're like, don't worry, we'll give you many more police, and you'll be okay. And wow. then that's when Kiefer Sutherland starts to show up, and you're supposed to go like, oh, this is the guy. He shows up at that party, and he looks creepy. Yeah, he's being all creepy. This scene with Ethan Hawke at this at this club that he goes to while he's while he's wearing a wire is also classic movie bullshit because yeah. he is the bad guy and i we most I'm, I'm assuming most people have picked that up at this point yeah and, and but he's going like I'll, I'll bust him but the movie is hasn't told you this yet right so he's sitting in this bar the bad guy knows the whole deal but is still going like huh who's coming who's that Whoa. Well, he takes he <laughs> enjoy really, he enjoys the game. He's really in the game, I guess. They, and the movie also cheats though because it shows you stuff that's sort of from the omniscient perspective of the viewer. Yes. And then later shows you, but what really happened is this. We just showed you something completely different they to do, trick do, you. They do absolutely do that. Uh, but anyways, like this is all part of his scheme to basically trick the, uh, to pawn it all on Kiefer Sutherland's character. Who is just an art thief that he gets some of his art from? He has nothing to do with any of this killing. Well, Ethan Hawke maybe had conned him out of some money or something. Yeah. Oh, he, he definitely wants to like kick his ass because yeah. we see, but it's we for see art, them but interact. It's for just art stuff. Yeah. We see them interact, and we hear Kiefer Sutherland playing like we can't keep playing this game. Like, and so you're like, oh, I'm gonna shit, get, I'm gonna get what's the, mine. He is the killer. Like, yeah, they're brothers. And so at that point, I was like, oh, Kiefer Sutherland's the killer, and mm -hmm. uh, Ethan Hawke is just like a fucking dope. Yeah. But then they get so they get into like Kiefer Sutherland like kidnaps him and makes him they get into a car chase but we there's a lot of this that we there's don't a lot of this see that, well they, they show you a version of it that's yeah. not true and then the, but the car chase ends and there's a big uh accident and uh big explosion big on a bridge like Kiefer sutherland gets like ejected from the car and yeah. he's he's probably dead <laughs> and ethan hawk gets out and 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 he like puts it's a bunch of bullets into Kiefer sutherland just to make sure he's is he dead. dead is he dead and then the car explodes that's a pretty cool explosion 
And it's a whole thing. And so, yeah, okay. So I guess it is Ethan Hawke is the killer now because I'm not that stupid. Yeah. And Ethan Hawke is like, oh, I'm pretty rattled about this. You know what would be uh, what some, some me hot out? sex? Angelina Jolie, some, some Dude, surprisingly that, graphic sex. That yeah. shit was that was pretty hot. I was LOLing was like, the whole time. Pretty hot. Definite three Douglas territory. Like, like <laughs> I was like aghast. I didn't oh, see that coming. I, I literally like put my hand to my heart and was yeah. like. Huh? I had to fan myself. Yeah. I, wasn't, I was open. I was cracking windows. Absolutely. I was just surprised to see any kind of sex scene in a movie like that. This going on An at all? Extended it was like, one. It was yeah, long. and they have. They definitely have chemistry. It's they. It, it yeah. works. It's a. Them. It's a full. It's a full on like here's a sex scene for, uh-huh. for you to enjoy yeah. sort of thing. Thanks very much, man. And from me to you. It's hundred percent no body. Uh, at least for certain <laughs> shots, there's no body double. She's wearing like a robe. Pops it open. She's. Totally naked, and Ethan Hawke is completely clothed. Oh, just like very strange. His fingers in her mouth and shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, it just, that's and, how and I you're do like, it. I can't believe that this is still. It's like three or four minutes. Well, like, it's a while. Jeez. Okay. But it's, it's but it's short. Like okay, so it's like right after that, pretty much that she figures it out immediately. It's like they're they they have sex. It's, it's, She's, he, he, they're it's in funny. love. He, he says, "I'm the killer," and has a tattooed on his dick, <laughs> and that's how she finds oh, out. Oh man! Well, he's like, "Hey, I hear they have like art galleries in Washington D.C. Like maybe I can move out there with yes, you." And I'm like, moving I'm like, in damn, together. Damn, like you guys are like moving really fast. And then, because he's at the hospital, because he opened up his stitches when they were fucking. Yeah. And so she's and they, like, they have a, they and they're like a giggling about, about it. They're giggling. She's smiling. It's like the first time we've ever seen her smile. I like the part where the the cops call her at the hospital because there's something else going on at the hospital. And she's like, No, I'm here. Uh, just a friend I'm with of mine. A friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with a friend. And so, wait, how does she find? This out? is fucking. This is the best. I, this is the best part of the whole movie. Yeah. How does she by find far. out? Uh, he is there. Jenna Rollins is at the hospital. They're, oh, yeah. at, the, they're at the hospital to fix his oh, sex yeah. stitches, and then she's and then he's like, uh, "All right, I'll just be here." Oh, Jenna Rollins stitches. is there to okay, identify, identify Kiefer Sutherland's identify body. Kiefer Sutherland. And he goes, she's like, "No, once again, this she's, is not my son." Yeah. She goes, "I'll I'll leave Poor you." Woman. Goes up and talks to Jenna Rollins. Although, although I must say, I mean, how can you tell? The guy's head is totally burned totally up. I in. mean, I think she checks no, like birthmarks or something. No, he, they were like, "Don't touch the body," and Jenna Rollins like, "I'll touch whatever I damn please." And I'm like, she that's my that. girl. And then <laughs> yeah, she, she reaches course, open Jenna. and she opens the eye of yeah, the dead yeah. body, sees the color of the eye, or She's looks like, at the eye, and, was like, and then she just like kind of waves it off and like rushes out. Yeah. That's not my psycho boy. I know my psycho boy from his eyes. But then. All right, so she goes into the elevator. Angelina Jolie is now separated from Ethan Hawke, yeah. and, uh, and and Gina goes into the elevator. This is three minutes after the sex yeah. scene. It is so immediate. And then so you see Jenna in the elevator, and then he's like, and then you hear, like, hello, mother, and it's Ethan Hawke. Yeah. And you're like, well, okay. Well, that's pretty crazy. I bet it doesn't get any crazier than that. Oh, well, but it does. Angelina, so she, he's like, I'm confronting you or whatever. We cut to Angelina Jolie's perspective. The elevator, she, like, goes up. Ah, I'm in love with, yeah, this, with a new so man. Funny. Uh, the elevator opens up. Ethan Hawke is sawing, He's sawing her his head mother's off. Yeah. head He's off. He's literally beheading and, and like her in the elevator, covered in blood. And then he like covered in blood and looks up at her, and they look at each other. And, and he, then the doors he kinda, close He kind of makes this amazing face like, sorry. <laughs> and then the doors close again. Like, yeah, like, I can't be helped. I'm the just this way. And the doors and close. And she's just, sta- she's staggering down the hallway, and she's just like, she's like, he's, it's, 
It's him. <laughs> it's him. And everyone's like, what? what are you talking about? And she's like trying not to fucking vomit because she yeah. literally like can probably like, still feel the sensation of his dick in her, you know? <laughs> wow. I love it. Four Douglases now. You, you really can't prepare yourself for such a thing, I, I feel like. You, you you definitely feel for a it's, It also moment. reminded me of the ending of Deep Red, just FYI. Okay. Which which has a beheading by, by mm. in an elevator. It hasn't been like that violent a movie either so it is it's, but again it's, kind it's, of like sh- it's shit like this that kicked this over for me like i didn't think this was good but like i'm gonna you know i liked this more than suspect zero because oh, it, at least it did the thing and there were some fun parts it yeah did the thing. I, and I angela was, bassett did, yeah it did the thing that's the job baby I, I was forgetting the the head sawing off and that yeah. that i think it single-handedly puts it over because it is really funny. but then there's this shitty like sub to palma we're showing you the real flashback now where angelina is realizing that Kiefer sutherland yeah. was probably dead the whole time during the car chase and he was ethan hawk who killed the other cop and all that stuff yeah and he's dragging Kiefer sutherland's corpse around a lot and he yeah. like he like puts the corpse into the car buckles it up and then or he, do, it, he, doesn't he doesn't buckle, buckle it, up. it up, and then he rams it, and, and so yeah. it's, he's already dead when he's popping out the windshield and all this sort of stuff. He's a real mastermind, this yeah. Ethan Hawke. Well, he's the he's the best. He's the yeah. and that's why he fired more bullets into the dead body at the end of the car chase because he had already shot him once, so they can't find his body with a bullet in it if it was the car accident mm-hmm. that killed him. So he had to shoot him a few more times. Yeah, uh, and so yeah. Anyhow. At a certain at a certain point, he calls her up, and he's like on a train to you know Yukon territory, where he's already found a victim because he's like talking to some redneck on the train. Yeah, he's already he's you know, he's like a hermit crab, as it points out. He yeah. just goes from life to life, and he's he's good at this. And uh, but at one point, he does call. Um, Angelina Jolie, and he's like, "Hey, you got to admit, we like have something." She goes, nah. "Fuck me," and she's like, "He's like, yep, I did, I did fuck, fuck you." She goes, "Fuck you," and he goes, "Fuck yeah. you, yeah, I did fuck you, man." He's like a real douchebag when yeah, when his like actual characters are real. This is what he says. Because he's like, I can't believe that you fell for that guy, that that art dealer that I was. Someone as beautiful and powerful as you doesn't fall for a yeah. Well, F-bomb. I, I want to give it's an f bomb, but it's it rhymes with uh, saggy. Yeah, yeah. Just like it's just the, the douchiest way to put it. Yeah. Art dealer. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just sort of like, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's way worse. Like, like, he's you, way worse as not the art dealer. You want, you want, Angelina, you want Angelina Jolie to go like, hey, okay, was that necessary, yeah, what sir? You, what? Dude. <laughs> Meanwhile, they fired Angelina Jolie. Yeah. He should be listening to like Limp Biscuit while he's making this speech. Her. That's right. Yes, the hot-headed cop slaps her in the face. Which and is it, it, so... Fuck! I got so mad. Like, like, bruh. Like, you guys were on the same case. Yeah. It's not like it's it's not like she was the only one who was tricked, and you guys were like, nope, it's him. You guys were all like, also Whatever believing. She says. You guys are also believing that it wasn't him. So yeah. why all of a sudden you acting like she fucked up the case when she literally did everything by the book, and yeah. you guys were on the same case? So stupid. Aside, aside from that, this is f- just because she's a hot girl. This is fucking outrageous. Angelina Jolie's like five one, eighty seven pounds, and this is like a big dude. He's Slaps her in the face as hard as he can, and everyone's going like, well, "This is very uncomfortable." Instead of like dragging him away and yeah, beating yeah. him into submission or just do- doing anything else, they're just like, "Oh, well, I guess." Well, that's- it, is, it is France. I guess that guy just slapped that lady. They are in. in they are in French face. Canada. Yeah. We have different rules here for the women. Apparently, so they love slapping. It's fucking crazy, man. It was a love tap. Whack! That is for having sex with the bad guy, huh? <laughs> In France, we do not have sex with the bad guys. Wait, is this even France? Yeah, we do. Um, yeah. <sighs> uh, but anyways, um, we we hear that she's getting fired for uh, for her her shenanigans. 
and we're like, oh man, things are really not great for Angelina Jolie. And for and it, it's got to be five, six, seven months later, where she's up in a. I it, believe it's supposed to be even longer than that, but she's living in a lighthouse or well, something it's now. Gotta be, about it's eight months later. Eight, I would yeah. say yeah. I'm trying to gauge it by the size of the belly. Yeah, we it, noticed she's probably pregnant, eight living in the middle of nowhere. Pregnant with twins, and yeah, yeah twins. and it ends in like a in like a nondescript, snowy location, like I the Beholder does, uh-huh. and. And she's like going around. She's got a she's got a cabin. You're like, well, you know, things are bad for her. But she found a little peaceful place. And yeah, she's, she's got- like at the general store. Someone's like, hey, and, you know, she's got a little community. But yeah. at first, I was like, well, I mean, I wouldn't move to the middle of nowhere if I knew that dude was like out, you know. But she has a plan. This part this, didn't this, get me. This turns out this turns out to not be. Yeah, you're you're just watching this going like, nah, I don't think so. And and just. Not just because it's not like we know this character that much, but you're like she's gonna have the psychos babies. Yeah, she's gonna have to you know, like I wasn't, I was already not buying that she was allegedly troubled. So I'm watching this going like, so this is either a setup or it's just stupid. And you can, you also you know? can't. You, I'm sorry, but you can't help but think like uh, right. So she. But it could have so been. She, I mean, I, well, I was buying it only in the sense that, like, I'd buy it because it's bad writing and the movie's not I very mean, well written. I just kept being right. like, "Why? A, why would you move out to the middle of nowhere, unprotected, when the psycho's on the loose? B, you're also like eight months pregnant with twins all by yourself speaking out of, here. Like, speaking and, of unprotected, I yeah. Mean, my oh. God. I mean, yeah. really. <laughs> I think time. at one time he he's, he was even like coming inside you is the best thing I've ever done in my life. Does he say that? Oh, he says something dude. like that. He totally says something like that. We better get, because when I, I saw know. her pregnant, I was like, oh yeah, he did say that. He like came inside her. Yeah. She's like, that's cool. This is all cool. Let's <laughs> get married. To Sunday at Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Uh, but yes, uh, of course, this is all a ruse, a eight month long ruse. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty it, funny, you though. You guys, it got me, though. I was like, whoa. I was like, oh, my God. They, he stabbed the babies. I was yeah. like, oh, once again, hand to heart, like, oh, my God. He stabbed her right in the pregnant stomach. This is so fucked up. Then she turns the tables on him and jams that scissors right into his neck. Yeah, and then she goes, I, th- I, everything movie. that happened, I wanted you to see. Yeah. And then she, she pulls out this pregnant belly, funny. and I'm like, dude, what a long con <laughs> twist. <laughs> because she has like a nursery all set up. Mm-hmm. She's like buying shit for they the had nursery. Rent, they had to rent a house. They had to do remodeling. I think she probably yeah. had to do all the work not herself. Only she, not only, this isn't just her doing this con. She like calls up the, and her old pals, her old coworkers, and they're like, did you get him? We were all in She's on like, it, yeah. yeah. I got him. Yeah. And, th- and think about this. This is an eight eight month long thing, and he is. She, they're assuming that he's watching her the whole time. And the community so she thinks she's keep, a pregnant woman. Like thinks she's just yeah. a pregnant so woman. So she out. has to keep cycling out pregnant bellies to get bigger, fake pregnant bellies to get bigger. So like every month she's yeah, got to get a new insane. pregnant belly. The, the detailing is insane. Like good for her. <laughs> yeah, good for her. Good for her. Fucking <laughs> crazy. I don't know. Then she goes, I'm consider sorry. your life taken. Weirdly starting to like this movie a little bit more after talking about it. I'm telling right? you, this was this was it's an amusing film. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she she's got she busts him. Finally she finally she gets a W in this yeah. fucking movie. <laughs> to bring bring down old Ethan Hawk. Yeah, and he and he's he's like he, not after we see him slap her too and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, but, she keeps falling on that pregnant stomach that wasn't pregnant. But when I did think it was pregnant, it was very like, oh god, yeah, She's yeah. smooshing those little babies. Yep, pretty hardcore those little psycho babies. Smooshing mm-hmm. the babies. And as we as we learned in Mr. Brooks, psychopathic uh, serial yeah, killing is genes. hereditary. You know, yeah, it's in the blood. Ugh. Uh, well, we still have a whole other movie to talk about, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ. 
right. These are not your babies. These are not your babies. These are James Costa's babies. Mm. That was James Costa was the guy he was pretending to be. James Costa was cooler than who Ethan Hawke actually is in the movie. Uh, us us nice guys never get the girl. Ethan yeah. Hawke once says when he's pretending to be nice to uh, Angelina Jolie. Truer words are never spoken. Yeah, guy looks like Ethan Hawke. Definitely <laughs> not getting the girl. With tits like that, I'm surprised she sank at all. Whoa. That's like a, this Oh, they're, is, this they're is the talking in French. Yeah. The two cops in are in talking in French. And she it, makes a joke, too. She's like, in French, she's like, your stupid titty jokes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah your stupid Here, Here's shit. the thing. Your stupid titty jokes. Just assume. I like that, a good titty joke. 10 out of 10 stupid titty jokes. If you're a oh, that was what I was going to do. Oh, Shut sorry. up. <laughs> if you're a character in a movie and you're going to say like mean shit behind a person's back in a different language, yeah, just yeah. assume they speak the language. Right. They're going to. And then they're going to get you later on yeah. in your own language. Egg on your face. <sighs> Stupid. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so so that, that's what the French cops are saying in France. Is like, and this is the guy talking about this other dude's ex-wife. Mm. Like she, my my ex-wife liked to do as snorkeling. Uh, she was a scuba diver. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy goes with ditch like that. I'm surprised she sank at all. He's like, I wish she stayed down there. No. Uh, it's great. so funny joking about <laughs> killing your wife. It's funny. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty much it. I guess that and everything else. <laughs> uh, ratings. I'm going to give this two and a half Juds. It's right. Uh, I mean, talking about it was fun, but it's not worth three. It's not good. It's not a good movie. It's too generic. However, it had enough amusing parts. I was never bored mm-hmm. watching this one. Um, despite all the seven ripoff junk i mean this is did we point out that that it has the opening credit sequence that is a uh, like the absolute seven ripoff it couldn't it has multiple it scenes that just like taking lives it has multiples or suspect zero did it has multiple scenes that are just lifted right out of seven they this movie also lo- just like seven loves scenes where someone walks slow like slowly walks into like a creepy new yeah. layer and just sort of cases it like that yeah. kind of a building dread all creepiness that, all that crap yeah uh, but yeah i found this amusing enough sure uh, i'm gonna give it three douglases for the sex scene <laughs> which was both un- which was both like unexpected and graphic. Tremendous. <laughs> yeah, in, in equal measure, it's crazy. And like welcome, I might add. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. This was like in like comedies in the eighties when they were just like, now there's gonna be graphic nudity, and you're like, why? Yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining. Yeah, but yeah. What? <laughs> exactly. You right. came here to laugh and see a bunch of boobs, I yeah. guess. Wonderful. Uh, and I'm gonna give it ten out of ten sawed off Rollins heads. <laughs> It's it's really wild, man. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna beef it up to uh, two and a half. I think just to thinking about that ro- that Roland's head sawing scene, it's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty outrageous. And I think it might even be like the even like the people making it were like, this is gonna be pretty funny. Yeah, like I, it's not like it's a laugh moment exactly, but it's so bananas that they 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 had to have known <laughs> that it would yeah. be fun. <laughs> at any yeah, rate. I think so. This movie, much much different from Suspect Zero, like, you know, was doing all the same stupid bullshit, but it it was just having fun. It was just yeah. doing it was just doing the job. It's not pretentious at all. Suspect Zero is not, at least it is silly, but it is not trying to be silly. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it uh, three. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna even go to three and a half uh, Douglases just because of yeah. just like why it's it's it is tremendously unexpected, and then you're just like I can't believe this is still happening. I had to fast. I had to start fast forwarding through it because I was watching it at work. And I was like, I can't have anybody <laughs> walk in during this crazy banana sex scene and taking lives from 2004. Okay, I wish it was a banana sex scene. <laughs> 
I'm surprised they don't bring him in there. Remember when I put that banana in you? Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Uh, that was the best moment of my <laughs> that life. That was the best moment of my life. Uh, and I'm going to give it um, eight different Angelina Jolie pregnant bellies to uh, sell the illusion. Ooh. All right, guys. I'm going to give it three Judds because I liked it. Like Matt was saying, I liked it more talking about it in retrospect. And there's just some bonkers shit in this. The beheading scene, as we keep mentioning, uh, that sex scene was like, it was a good one. (laughs) Ethan Hawke doesn't remove a stitch of clothing. Dana was predictably creepy in it. While I dislike him, I I welcome him on screen being a weirdo, I guess. Um, In the Paul Dano role. Yeah. And, yeah, the, the ending was absolutely insane. So, yeah, three Judds. Um, I'm going to give it two Douglases for the sex scene. And I am going to give it 10 out of 10 random guys hiding underneath the bed. <laughs> Ready to fucking grab you through the mattress. Probably Ethan Hawke, but I don't think we ever well, get I, that they're verified. They're just random dudes. Yeah. Okay. He got. He was. He's more scared of you than you are of him. <laughs> That's true. And remember, if you can't see him, he can't see you. <laughs> yeah. Pretend that you're bigger than a random dude, and they'll uh, and they'll run away. <laughs> so silly. That's a good one. That's a good one. You should put that. That's like a reductress headline right there. Woman scares off random dude by pretending she's much bigger than he is. I'm actually seven feet tall. <laughs> Uh, and so forth. Speaking of random dudes. Oh, our favorite random dude. Ah, uh, yeah. Mr. Brooks from 2007. God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. Courage to change the things that I can. And wisdom to know the difference. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Portland Chamber of Commerce Man of the Year, Mr. Earl Brooks. I never dreamed that I would one day be standing here. Hello, gorgeous. Hey, Daddy. I think you should go back to school. You didn't even go to college, and you're successful. You've been a good boy for a long time. You know you want to do this. signs of forced entry. We even had to cut the security chains to get in. If I didn't know better, I'd say these people were killed by a ghost. The man outside insisted that I give this to you. What is it that I can help you with? I've been watching that couple for months. Until I saw you kill them. Directed by Bruce and written by Bruce Evans, also the writer of Stand By Me. And the director of... Cuffs! My beloved Cuffs! Is Cuffs good? Yes! It's on my list. Uh, it's not very good. Well, I mean, but I, you know I what I mean. Is it, it enjoyable? When I was a kid? Oh, it's to very watch, funny. And I, I like Christian. I Slater still enjoy. Last time I watched it, I was like, "This is still pretty fun." I mean, definitely, I'm looking back on it with some nostalgia. Oh yeah. Also features a very young Mila Jovovich, very scantily clad. Pretty fucked which up. Which I, you know, I saw that movie when it came out, and I was basically a preteen, and I was like, "So it was okay." That's, that was the most amazing, beautiful woman I'd ever seen. I think at that point. You guys are all yeah. a bunch of Mila Jojo. You're not a you're not a fan. Bitches. No, I am, but 
I am a Mila Jojo bitch. Matt, so Matt, and, Ke- Matt and Kevin are, be- are definitely Mila Jojo bitches. You're not yeah. a Jojo bitch. Not as much a Mila Jojo. He likes bitch. the different. He likes the potato Jojos. That's the kind of Jojo bitch. I'm is. an absolute potato Jojo God bitch. Damn you guys. You want some Jojos? I want some Jojo. I want some French fries. You want to get some good Jojos? Go come come hang out with me at the smoke shop in Ballard. They got great Jojos there. Let's do that soon. Anywho, let's All do right. that now. What are we fucking even doing here? Life is short. <laughs> let's go get JoJo's. Life is short. Get the JoJo's. Buy the JoJo's. Buy the JoJo's. Grab life by the JoJo's. Be taller than <laughs> be taller than the random dude. Grab life by the JoJo's. Uh, remember when Austin Powers lost his JoJo? I do remember I've that. I've lost my JoJo's, baby. <laughs> do I? Do what I make I, you hungry? What am I gonna eat? Do I make you hungry, baby? <laughs> I'm gonna oh eat your JoJo. Salty, <laughs> greasy. <laughs> Oh, behave. Uh, uh, that is the kind of guy I am, baby. <laughs> that, is, that kind of thing eating, is my bag. Eating those JoJo's is my bag, baby. Uh, Incredible. All, all right, right, let's talk about this. <clears throat> so, so, Mr. Mr. Brooks, Brooks. 2007. We, we meet Mr. Brooks, Kevin Costner, receiving an award from the, the Portland Chamber of Commerce. Before this happens, on the screen it flashes and it says, the hunger oh, has yeah. returned to Mr. Brooks' brain. That's right. It has. Oh yeah. He thought it was gone, but it's back. Yeah. It never really left. Yeah. Strange, but okay. Uh, and he's receiving an award from the. This takes takes place in Portland, but is clearly not filmed there. Uh, no. They. What the fuck? Yeah. I believe it was filmed in Louisiana, but. Uh, Doesn't look at all like Portland. No, but he's receiving an award from the Portland Chamber of Commerce Man of the Year. Uh, because he's a prominent businessman, he owns a box factory. <laughs> I don't know what that kind of place is. We just make boxes here. <laughs> Did you put candy in your boxes? No, we just make boxes to ship nails. Follow the line around my desk. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, he's a prominent <laughs> businessman. He's very wealthy. And it turns out he's also a serial killer. Uh-oh. Because he, they meet, they no. meet a couple. He, he and his wife, Mark Helgenberger, meet a nice couple at the party. And Mr. Brooks gets the urge. The hunger has returned. To kill again. And you know he's got the urge to kill again because his murderous alter ego. Billy Hurt. William Hurt, who plays Marshall. I'm going to go kill Mr. Brooks. Shows up in the backseat and and is like whispering in his ear. Do we ever even like understand why he is who he is? He's like in Dexter when he has the dark passenger, you know, like it's. I've never watched Dexter, but just kind of like a devil on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. It's a devil. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's and this is like I think it's, to, I think it's to, the, to the movie's credit dude. that they don't try to explain it too much. You're yeah, just like it's his other, it's his evil side of his personality. Yeah, yeah. His name's Marshall. And, and at times the he the way he interacts with this with this alter this is the best stuff in the movie. It's I think. a serial killer instinct that he's fighting against, yeah, yeah. but also because he like, doesn't. He's been to. he's been on a break. You know, he was on a break. He doesn't the want to, he, he didn't want to kill again, but the hunger's return. So the but Mar- William Hurt is like, you know how to get into their house. You can already pick the locks. You know the alarm codes. I don't know how he knows that shit, but anyway, he does because he's the best. He's the best. So he goes he's the man in, of the year, and he uh, and he goes breaks into this couple's apartment while they're boning. And he uh, he shoots them both in the head. <laughs> this is the f- he's very calm about it. He goes, this is he goes, the shit. He goes, uh, be quiet, like stand, like stand, or like sit up. He's very just. He like, starts with hello. Yeah. That's, that's his signature line when he man breaks of in. The year. Hello, and then they're like, ah, and he's like, shh, be quiet. Now sit up, and then he shoots him. This is this is a serial killer who's so fucked up. He shoots his victims. Yeah. Um. But like this is this is. I mean, there's a couple of scenes that are just unbelievably funny and. Just well, then weird he starts like doing silly. his whole. I'm having a. I'm having a psychopath orgasm by. Oh yeah, it's a yeah. sexual gratification. Kevin Costner. Yeah, that's pretty go, funny. Going like. 
Oh, I honestly <laughs> thought Costner did a pretty good job here. I thought he was great uh, in this. I thought he was a good little serial killer guy. He definitely runs up against his, the limitations of either his ability or what he's willing yeah, but to I do mean, later on. I like it when a guy like Costner who has those limits is on one. Yeah, I suppose so. But it, like the stuff with him and William Hurt is fun. Very fun. Well, he shoots these guys, but and he, shoots, he, and he even poses them. them. Yeah, he shoots no, them. No, but before he poses them, he realizes that the curtains are open. I know. What? And he's like, fuck. Not like, William Hurt's like, not like you, Mr. Brooks, to make a mistake like it's that. And he's rusty. like, well, maybe I want to be caught. I don't know. Who knows? Like, uh, he's LOL. Going, he's really going through some sort of crisis. Um, but yeah, that's that's his mo. He shoots people and like arranges them. Yeah, mm-hmm. he shuts the curtains and then he's he known as the thumbprint killer because he, because he takes their bloody thumbprints and puts them on a lampshade. Yeah, it's all so very he's the thumbprint killer. As far as serial killing is concerned, it's all very anodyne. Yeah, it's, it's a like, little bit like airless. The least the least kind of like yeah. nasty stuff that they could come up with. Um, but then okay, so then uh, then cut to uh, Demi Moore. Demi Moore, who is a local police detective in Portland, who is also independently wealthy. She just solves mysteries because she's into it. And she is dealing with a She is in a divorce. messy divorce. We, because also, we get an even worse like backstory for why she does this mm-hmm. than, than Angelina Jolie. Gets. Which is? <laughs> my daddy, my dad wanted a daughter, and I, and or my wanted dad a wanted a son instead of a daughter, and so I spent my life trying to prove him wrong. That's Ooh. why. That's it. Yeah. But you could have done anything else. Boro snoro reason. Uh, but, but why this? Yeah. This she's, doesn't answer the question. She's got a deadbeat ex-husband who's basically trying to extort a divorce settlement for out like of her. For like $5 million. Yeah, her deadbeat so, ex-husband. Husband's lawyer is Michelle Dessler from and 24. He's 24. Her. Yes. Of course. Uh, and then, uh, so she's on, the, and she also uh, is dealing with the fact that a previous serial killer that she busted, which is called what? The Thumbprint Killer. No, no. The Hangman. <laughs> Kevin Costner's a Thumbprint Killer. Oh, yeah. That's right, the Hangman. Yeah. He escaped. <laughs> oh, and he's going to get her. <laughs> and he's he's this after her, too. very silly. This movie is, is pretty silly. So she's on the case of the Thumbprint Killer now because the Thumbprint Killer's back. Why is he called the thumbprint? Because he takes his victims and puts their bloody thumbprints on a lampshade. That's his calling card. TPK. He's back, baby. Yeah. So, so she's investigating the newest Kevin Costner's latest murder. So that's happening. And then finally, somebody has some dirt on Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner's in his office, being a rich, wealthy industrialist guy. He's talking on the phone to his daughter. Talking on the phone with his daughter, who's back in town, because she's saying she's dropping out of school. Yes. And we don't quite know why yet. That becomes important later. That's also very silly. <laughs> uh, but while he's while he's having a, a chat, oh, no, she's not on the phone. She's there. She's, she's there. Saying she's, I want the family business. I want to. I want to. Ta- I want to work at this box fashion. She's, yeah. She sits on his lap. Yeah, and calls she's him like, daddy. She's and like she, eighteen she or And he's like, "Are you gonna pay rent, Dad? You're rich. Are you gonna buy food, Dad? You're rich." Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, she's really he also spoiled. asks her, and this becomes sort of important later, what happened to that car I bought you? And she's like, well, my friend is coming to visit, and she's driving it up in a couple of days. And William Hurt's like, I don't believe her. She's Something's hiding up. something. And he's also talked earlier with his wife, and she's like, we don't, just let her be. We know she's hiding something, but like, let's, she'll come out she'll with come it. She'll come out yeah. with it. Um, that's when uh, there's just so much. Going somebody on shows up and so, somebody shows up wanting to see Mr. Brooks at work, and it's Dane Cook. Dane Cook as Mr. Smith with a haircut that looks like my little brother when he was 14 years old. Yes, and, uh, and a, like a seven-day growth of beard on him. <laughs> and he's got he's got photos 
of Mr. Brooks killing that couple because he lives across the street. And he used and to he's take a peeping pic- Tom. Yeah, he would take pictures of this couple fucking, and so he was doing that again. He's like, they fuck with the windows open But then the he sees Kevin Costner, like, standing with the bloodied bodies in the background, like, holding the curtains. Having his, like, having his psycho orgasm. A perfect evidence uh, photo. Yeah, and so he's like, so... What do you want? And Mr. Smith is like, Mr. Brooks, I want you to I want you to show me how to kill people. I want to kill people with you. The way he introduces this idea is is first of all, he's ta- he's he's already he's a he's the king of the douchebags, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's good casting. Um but he he at first he's going like I was t- I take pictures of this couple while they're fucking, you know, visual aids for later. I like to crank off to them. No all right. Jesus and then Christ. he's like, moving on. He's like, It's a great way to get off, is what he says. He's like, moving on, he goes, This uh, guy's really Mr. a lot like Mr. Dane Brooks Cook in real life. So, so I'm just so I'm just watching these people fuck like I usually do and then I see you come in there and you blow these guys away and I have to say I have never felt that rush ever he really gets off on watching the killing and decided that this is the thing that he's into Uh, now it's dumb it's very dumb. But anyway, and it's Dane Cook bringing his signature high energy shenanigans to, to this kind of character. I remember seeing this movie in the theater, by the way. And oh, it, weird. I, I'll say, okay, so I remember hating this movie. Like, the thinking it was absolute shit. Because Kevin and I went and saw it, and uh, we, were, we got drunk first, and we were at the bar drinking. And like, gonna go to this movie, and then time to go get up and leave and go to the theater happened, and we were like, maybe we should just not go to the movie and <laughs> stay here and get drunk. And then we went to the movie anyway, and we're both like, that was terrible. We should have stayed at the bar. We were already having fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so I remember this being terrible, but I, I actually this, kind of enjoyed it. This I saw time. this in the theater too. Yeah, <laughs> I saw this a year and a half ago randomly and forgot. It. And forgot well, I in my letterbox review was like, I put this on to fall asleep, but I ended up watching the whole thing because I was just like interested in oh. it. So it was just a very like. It was above average for what I thought it was going to be, but obviously yeah. we'll get into it later. For sure. Like this, movie, this movie at the time was like embarrassing. It was a huge... Particularly it, it did, for it Kevin Costner. It actually did fine. I think it did decent business, but I think particularly for Kevin Costner, it was just sort of like, man, reportedly, he, this guy used to be so huge. Reportedly, Costner read this and said it was one of the only perfect scripts he'd ever read. <laughs> well, Costner is... <laughs> That's really sweet, though. That, I mean, I, 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 I don't love think, that he said that. I don't think that the movie is that poorly written. Yeah, there's there's parts of it like that have that. a real character to him. I don't think it's that great. And, no, and in, way, and in ways, it is a little bit embarrassing. I mean, just considering the fact that uh, Kevin Costner was like one of the figures in movies in yeah. the 80s and 90s who was winning, who was number one box office draw and winning Academy Awards. Yeah. He's in fucking JFK. He's just as big as it gets. And now he's like this dumb serial killer movie with Dane fucking Cook. JFK. He's driving around in a Jeep with Dane Cook. <laughs> plug it, plug it, plug it. Absolutely. Uh, uh, but but it could be worse. I, so suppo- we I also, suppose it could be worse. We also kind of glazed over the fact that he has like a uh, like a serial killer like man cave. Uh, his he, bat cave, yes. Yeah, he tells his wife he's going to go. He's he's a pottery guy. <laughs> That's I his... don't know if he ever actually is a pottery guy. No, no, no. But he he and his wife never seems to check because he goes and he's like, I gotta, I'm going to work on some faces or whatever. His wife is not curious. And uh, yeah, she's like, whatever, let's have our space, which is fine. Yeah. And he goes in there and he has like, it's like a John Wick level, like <laughs> closet with all of these suits, a bunch of different, <laughs> the same boots and mini pairs. Uh, he has like a, 
his industrial Kiln incinerator. Incinerator, yeah. Yep. Um, and like a uh, like a bunch of different like chemicals and shit for the pottery, but also probably great for like cleaning off blood. But it, yeah, it's just like the Batcave too, because he's got like a bank of like a computer bank where he yeah. does like his research and stuff like he's that. He's like, I'm gonna stay up late and work making some uh, flower pots. And William, <laughs> yes, and he he will always say something really bland about his pottery yeah, when he, he comes he home. He comes home and he's like, oh, that that like uh, <laughs> that Italian clay just really like, wasn't working. For I used a new. Uh, Chinese glaze. Like, okay, I don't, honey. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, sir. All right, honey. That's fine. Then you have your thing. I have mine. <laughs> I then, don't, you don't need to do the pants. You don't need to worry about that anymore. Yeah. yeah. Then uh, the daughter reveals that she's pregnant. Did you did you cover that? Yeah, uh, that's that's a yet. weird detail. The daughter reveals that she's pregnant, and she's like, "I'm going to get an abortion." And Kevin Costner first he. Gets a little too ornery. He's like, there will be no abortion. That's one of those weird and little she's details. Like, my body, my choice. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. But then, and 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 you see Mark Helgenberger kind of go like, honey, calm down. Yeah. But he and he's like, all right, I'm sorry, I spoke in haste. You know. Actually, I would love a grand. But but like your mother and I would love a grandchild. What I was trying to say is a grandchild would be a gift. Yeah. And a child is what's important. Yes. They're and like, she's like, really? You, you would you would want to be grandparents? And they're like, absolutely, yes. You know, we we want to support you. They got the you. dollars, that's for sure. Yeah. Um. And so there's we'll help that. you raise it. Yeah. And then, Mr. Brooks is already getting a little paranoid. He's like, I might have fucked up this one. The but he's also he's kind of thinking like. Maybe I wanted to get caught. Like he definitely is in conflict about being a serial. He's, also, he's he, like sick of it, but because yeah. he refers to it multiple times as an addiction. He literally there's one point where he says it's an addiction, not a joy. No, so he that's goes, why he's annoyed at Dane Cook because Dane Cook's like, oh, it's so fucking cool. Yeah. and he's like, dude, it's really not cool, and I wish I didn't do this. He I goes feel to like he goes to AA. Yeah, yeah, for it. It's a compulsion. It's like they really hit that nail really hard. Which is the second time that uh, we've seen a William Hurt in AA scene. Yeah, but, that's uh, right. Yeah. He, the. Uh, the um, there's a version of this movie that I would imagine was funnier, like yeah. intentionally funnier. Yep. You know, like the idea of him going to AA to do serial killer stuff is really funny. This might have been a good TV show. Yeah, maybe. Well, they, I mean, they did have Dexter. It's oh, yeah, there's definitely some ways that it's like Dexter. I've never watched Dexter. I feel like that this movie, given the premise and how it's executed, and Dexter having a very very similar, basically the exact same plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Does Dexter only kill bad guys though? Yes, but I mean it's the same mo. Like he he has a he has like a person that plays his the yeah, devil on like his shoulder, an and he's addicted yeah. to it. Yeah, and he kind of doesn't want to do it. Cartoonish depiction of, psych- yeah, yeah. of a psychopath sort of. And thing. like this plot of like a guy sees the killer and wants to be a killer too. That could be a season of Dexter easily. Uh, oh, I think it is. Yeah, maybe it is. I, think, I don't. I, believe I don't the, remember the Jimmy Smith season. Uh, no, they're in conflict with each other. I don't remember if that's Jimmy the same. Jimmy Smith is like his friend for a while. He's like, I've seen what you do, Dexter, and I think what you do is great, actually, because you're cleaning up, right. because he's a law enforcement guy. I don't want to need to go into the fucking season three of Dexter, but that, needless to say, that happens a couple times in Dexter. So, but, like, uh, it just struck me right now that, like, this, like, when we started doing this podcast, one of the things that I would say is, like, these movies don't exist anymore because of television. Yeah. And this is like a textbook example. Like television was doing all of this stuff already, so this movie seems kind of like nothing. The, yeah. tele- the TV show would have an episode. Yeah, epi- would have for a- 2007. Yeah. Every episode of the TV show, he'd be at AA, and that would be funny. Right. And, and then he'd like all that sort of. Stuff. Yeah. You can totally see it. Uh, but then, anyway, plot twist: the cops show up, and Kevin Costner's like rut row. But the cops aren't here for him. Mm. They're like, mm. we wanted to talk to your daughter because there was a brutal homicide at her college. 
right before she left. Mm. And Kevin Costner go, like goes to uh, his wife, and he's like, "Did she tell you about a murder or something?" <laughs> and uh, and it, basically, it dawns on him pretty quickly that his little girl is the apple is not falling far from the tree, let's say, and that she is also. A blossoming young murderess. She she's wants hooked. to take she's up got the family the business yeah. in more than one in way. In more than one way. She's got it. It's it's hereditary, this wanting to kill people <laughs> Not thing. Not only does she want to be president of the box company, yeah. Yeah. but she also wants to be president of murdering people. But this is this is the, the scene where I, that I was talking about where, where it, you really bump up against Kevin Costner's commitment or or talent level. I, I, you you yeah. make your cho- the choice. Because in this scene, he's talking to William Hurt, and he's really distraught by this. Like, this is, like, he's never, he's not happy about the fact that he's a killer in the first place, wants to quit, kind of wants to die. And now his daughter, the apple of his eye, is also has this same disease that he has. So he breaks down and is crying, and he's, like, sobbing and stuff. And Kevin Costner cannot do it. Uh, or is unwilling to do it for this material or yeah. whatever. And so you see him just like pulling at tears that don't exist and going <laughs> like, <sighs> like he's trying. Like it's like if I tried to do uh, a crying scene on a like camera, right like now. I would try things. <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> you know, but I'm not a good I'm not a good actor, so I wouldn't right, be able. Guys, let's all try I would to cry right now. I would literally. This is what you would do. You would go like, <laughs> and join our Patreon if you want to hear us. <laughs> if you want to hear us, I'll try to cry. Yeah, but that's what it's like, uh, and it's pretty silly. And then, and then, oddly, at the end of this, because this is really a low moment for him. William Hurt hugs him. <laughs> That's so sad. That's something you don't see too that's often. Fuck, that's so sad because he doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. His his alter ego other Well, there's also a part guy. where his alter ego tries to block him from driving away in a car by standing in front of the car. It's like nothing's going to happen. No. Nope. Okay, so it's him stopping himself. Big plot twists in the middle. So now he knows his daughter is possibly going to be a serial killer. Dane so Cook is getting antsy about Dan Dane Cook is getting antsy. Uh Mr. Brooks learns about Demi Moore's shitty ex-husband oh, yeah, Demi Moore. and decides that <laughs> There's a lot. he is going to use this opportunity and make Mr. Smith's first victims her her lawyer, her ex-husband's lawyer and her ex-husband. Mr. So, Smith is, Dane, is what Dane Cook is. Yeah, Mr. Smith is Dane so. Cook, and he's going to have them kill Michelle Dessler and her shitty boyfriend. By the way, that's not the woman's real name. It's just who she played on 24. Her real name. She changed uh, her name to Michelle Dessler. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, so that's happening, but he keeps like stalling, and Mr. Smith's getting more and more frustrated. Because yep. he's like, "Can we just like choose someone? Like, it yeah. can't be anyone I know. Like, there's all these rules." And he's like, "Well, I thought we were just gonna kill someone." And, and Kevin Costner's like, "Well, it takes actually a lot more planning. You don't want to get caught. Like, yeah. you need to be patient. It's all about like waiting." It's only been like two days. To, like, it'll be like it's been three days. I gotta kill like for this a, one yeah. thing that I just randomly decided I wanted to do. Well, for a while they were gonna kill this driver who had cut them off on the road. Mm-hmm. They even follow him back to his house and everything before Kevin Costner gets the idea that he actually wants to kill the the lawyer and the mm. ex-boyfriend of or ex-husband of Demi Moore. He's Meanwhile, like pick, picking a person that you want to kill is like falling in love. Yeah. You know, you can change your mind and find you know whatever. It's got to be right. Whatever, like shut that the fuck sort of thing. Uh also it takes a little more stalling because he drives to Palo Alto while his where his daughter goes to college and commits another murder there as an to give her an so alibi. Sweet. We don't see any of this. We see him like in a disguise driving, and that's all. Oh we yeah, get. he gets out of the taxi, and he's like, "I'm like, who's that old man limping?" And then yeah. he like takes off this wig, and like he like, wears does. like uh, four different disguises. He does a usual suspect. He's a regular walk. pistachio disguisey in this movie. <laughs> oh wow! The Duke of Disguise. Yeah. yeah. 
And it, yeah, the, the last one Pistachio is Pistachio Incognito, the Duke of Disguise. <laughs> uh, the last one is, in fact, that like there's there's one where he's on the plane and he's got like a yeah. beard, and it's just sort of like so that guy's got a disguise on. <laughs> yeah. like, there's unmistakable. You, no one, that, like you like can no see one someone, knows that guy's deal. You can see someone sitting next to him on the plane and going like, so why are you wearing a disguise? He got like Millhouse's <laughs> disguise kit going from the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're obviously wearing a disguise. What's that all about? That's fun. <laughs> Mr. Brooks? Who's Mr. Brooks? <laughs> I am not this Mr. Brooks of whom you speak. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, the, the movie kind of goes at a good clip. It's, it's, it's two hours, but it's breezy. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Uh, they do finally get around to killing the lawyer and the ex husband, but Mr. Smith, he chickens out. He pisses himself. He literally pisses. He, well, first he's like, I got to shit. Yeah. I gotta take a shit, and it's like, oh god, dude, come, come on! He's man. such a piece of—he's such a miserable loser. Dan Cook is well cast in this because <laughs> I hate his guts. Yeah, and then he <laughs> pees himself in the closet. It, the idea of it is interesting. It's like the idea of Dan Cook being in a movie—you'd be like, no, yeah. never—and then you're like, well, I, actually. And you gotta remember, it this, suits he, this character pretty it well. Seems, it seems—it still seems relatively novel that Dan Cook would be in a movie like this, but at the time, he was a huge stand-up. Everyone yeah. loved Dan Cook stand-up. I remember one time Kevin and I were when we were roommates, and we were waiting for the new season of The Wire to start airing, because it was supposed to be on HBO On Demand, like, that night. And we were waiting and waiting and waiting for the episode to show up, and while we were doing that, we were watching this Dan Cook special on HBO. Just fucking hating life, it's, man. Yes. Just, just I saw him once dying in LA when we were driving past a comedy club, and he was outside just talking to with people. With one of his underage girlfriends or Pro- something? Probably. And, I was, like, and I was like, really, this is the only celebrity I'm going to see in here in L.A.? <laughs> that sucks. Damn. Man, we were, I, watching, had to be Dan Cook, huh? we were watching that Santa special, and he's literally doing jokes about being in line at the DMV. And we're like, oh, my God, like, what? It was He would do stuff that actually pissed me off. And I, I watched one, too, like a total hate watch thing. I was doing comedy at the time. Yeah. And this is he's the guy that the same comedians would be like, actually, Dane Cook's first album was the fucking truth, man. It sucks to see what's become of him. Doubt that's true. Um, but he did this one called The Vicious Circle because uh-huh. he was in a circle in the middle of it. Yeah. And I remember he had this bit. A circle with a slash through it? That's oh, a zero. Oh, that's a zero, actually. Whoa, this changes everything. But he had this bit where he was like, and this absolutely pissed me off. Where <laughs> it probably shouldn't have, but he was like, you know, you meet some people who are like, uh, I don't believe in God actually, and these people are fucking assholes. Because like you, you meet like a atheist who are like, I don't think there's a God. I think that what happens when you die is you just die and then you become a tree. And you're like, hey, nobody, nobody thinks that. That's not yeah. a thing that anybody thinks. That's not a thing. And he's like, so I'm imagining if one of these atheists they die. And they become a fucking tree, and then this big fucking lumberjack. This is a real, this is a joke, in quotes. <laughs> and then this big fucking lumberjack comes and eh, hacks the tree down. He's like going through the whole physical right. uh, maneuver of hacking this tree down. And then they put it through a paper mill, and they turn it into pa- paper, and then they print the Bible on it. Suck on it. <laughs> oh my God. Genius. <laughs> yeah. That is the it, truth. Stick it to him, man. Wow. <laughs> he told them. And this whole crowd, this crowd of like 16,000 teenage girls are going like, yay! yay. Christian, Christian comedy for teens. Faith-based comedy for, the, for sorority sisters. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, okay, anyway, back to Jan uh, Monsieur Brooks. Uh, Monsieur Brook. Um, so yeah. Montreal. I think we're getting into the end game, too. Absolutely. Because like, he's gonna, he couldn't go through with it, but he starts to panic. And he's got like Mr. Brooks at gunpoint, and they're driving somewhere. Where are they going? 
They're going to a cemetery. The cemetery. That Why? Mr. Brooks owns. That's right. That's it's right. It's his cemetery. And he's like, he's like pulling a. He's like maybe gonna let Mr. Smith kill him. Yeah, and he and he and he, this is a thing that he's putting off till the last minute because he's yes. not particularly decisive. This Mr. Jones, because he does want to die, he doesn't want to kill people. He's that it makes him miserable that he has to do this. Right. Whatever. But he also keeps his options open till the last moment, sort of thing. And he's playing. He's taking care of uh, the situation with Demi Moore. Yeah, because like he he planted some evidence at Dane Cook's apartment. Yep. Because she's already because Demi Moore's on to Dane Cook because she knows Dane Cook might be a witness to the original mur- the initial murder. Mm-hmm. So he planted some evidence at Dane Cook's apartment that takes Demi Moore to a place where she doesn't know the hangman is. And so she ends up inadvertently ambushing the hangman and his weird girlfriend, who's also a psychopath. Strange. They get into a shootout. The worst shootout you'll ever it's see. It's really weird. Awful. And then the guy gets trapped and kills himself. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Weirdly disturbing too. Yeah, it's bloody like, and out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, he's she, this gun gunfight goes on for way too long and sucks. Tries they try like three different kinds of styles to yeah. do. They couldn't do it. It's pretty messy. And she chases him down these stairs. They're all injured and leaning up against a, a wall in this stairwell. And he goes like, "Hey, Demi Moore, look at this!" Blows his girlfriend's brains out and then blows his own. You're just like, "Yeah, fuck." It was weird. Ugh. <laughs> Good, good but job that, getting but, revenge. But Mr. that wraps Hangman. that up, and then, uh, and then, of course, I don't think they have anything against her. But uh, Demi Moore's partner is like, they found uh, Michelle Dessler and your and your husband dead. I think it's you, but I, I don't think she's gonna. I don't, yeah, he's he's got it set up so she's not. Gonna, no, 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 it doesn't it doesn't work her. that way. Come, it, we'll get to it later. So there's one, la- and then, then he's planted the axe uh, somewhere else on the collar. So he's got the daughter thing all wrapped mm-hmm. up. So there's one last thing that he needs to tie up, and that's and of course the photographs. Yes, Mr. Smith and the photographs. Yes. So, uh, and, and, and it, we don't know that he's already taken care of it, but he has. Because all yes. he does is say, like, I took care of that. He's good. Yeah. Uh, and he uh, he takes uh, Dan Cook to the cemetery. His, his own cemetery? To his own cemetery. He and he's like, dug a grave. And he's like, I want you to shoot me and then bury me. And that's it. You know, and he's still at, at this point. I think the at least the way that he tells it later is like I still I want this to happen. Yeah, and but he but, but he changes his mind at the last minute, <laughs> and Dane Cook is about to shoot him, and he's like, and he pulls the trigger, and the and the gun doesn't fire, and he's like, you know, I uh, I bent the firing pin on your gun the other day because just in case I changed my mind at the last second, which I did. And um, I even brought a second gun just in case I changed my I mind again. Changed my mind again, then you could, you would kill. Then you me. would kill me. Uh, but no, it's not going to happen that way. And uh, and he's like, well, what about uh, you know? I could snitch on you for the murder we just did. He's like, no, I already staged it, and your uh, your piss is the only DNA at the crime scene. I so went, I went into your house and stole the and took the photos. I went, yeah, I went into your house and stole the photos. I ransacked your safe deposit box, so that's not a problem. I'm Mr. Brooks. I'm the best. I'm the best. And uh, and he's also doing his like Mr. Brooks like sort of like quiet, calm demeanor act with him too. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's like, I decided I'm you know gonna. Stop Stop being a serial killer and protect my family, and I want to blah blah blah. I want to see how this plays out. I think and, is Mr. What he's and, and Dane Cook is like blah blah. Fuck you! I'm gonna get you. And and Mr. <laughs> Brooks, Mr. Brooks picks up a shovel and slices Dane Cook's throat with it. Yep, he beats he yeah, he, he murders Dane. So this movie, you gotta give it this. It does feature. Kevin Costner murdering Dane Cook with a shovel by cutting his throat by with cutting, a shovel. By slitting his throat. I will with put shovel. I will put it up online. 
I think this movie is at least important for that. Yeah. There's no I mean, other movie that features Dane Cook being beaten to death with a shovel by Kevin Costner. I, I was one. hoping a three out of three rock crushes, but mm, yeah. I was fine with the shovel. Would have been nice. Would have been nice. So he's but it's graphic. They they yeah. they even have the oh, one yeah. where he slices his throat and is like <laughs> blood yeah. squirting out. So right. he, he's tied up all the loose ends. Uh, he's you know, and his and his daughter. He told his daughter like very very suspiciously. You know like. So uh, I heard there was another murderer at the college. So you're in the clear, and she's like, "Oh yeah, it's good. Even though I'm innocent, it's good to be. It's good to know I'm not a suspect." And he's like, "That's right." So they know that they're in cahoots together now. Mm. Um, Mom's still in the dark. Uh, <laughs> Mom doesn't. No, she's not even in the. She just like, she kind of disappears hair. from the movie. She yeah. can. She can literally care less about anything that her husband is doing. You sort of get the feeling that if that if he was like, "Honey, I'm killing people," she'd be like, "Are you gonna? Are, are any yeah. of us gonna be?" Affected by this in any way? No. Well, like I like I said, allegedly this was going to be a trilogy, where like the second movie was going to be him Baby and his Brooks. daughter doing stuff, and then the third one was going to be Grand Baby Brooks. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, boss, but uh, boss Baby Brooks. Boss Baby. Then he Brooks. then he so he has basically framed Dane Cook for the the initial murder that started the film. He's done it. And but so. He, he, but then he calls Demi Moore from from uh, Dane Cook's phone. Every time you bring up Demi Moore, I, I <laughs> once again reminded Demi Moore's in this All right. movie. Demi, right. Demi Moore, <laughs> and she's like talking to Mr. Brooks, and but she thinks it's Dane Cook for a second. But then at the end, after the phone conversation's like, over, she's like, "That wasn't him." And he's doing a Jason, he's doing a Jason Bourne type of thing. Yeah, yeah, where he's on top of a building, going like, "Well, I guess we're wrapping everything up nice and easy nice at, the end end this, yeah. at the end of this movie, aren't we?" He even <laughs> says, "I'm on." Top. She's like, "Where are you?" I'm on, I'm top, on top of a building. building. So it's I guess everything is wrapped up in a neat little package. <laughs> I'm sorry if that sounded sarcastic. I really mean that. Uh, uh, and then, of course, we get the obligatory stupid dream sequence. Oh, see, I liked the ending of this where it's like he goes home and everything seems to be settled. And then uh, and then in the middle of the night, his daughter comes and fucking murders him. No, he's, he's going to kiss her goodnight. And yeah. she, she has a pair of scissors. Yeah. Another scissor stabbing. Yeah. Uh, at the end of this movie, just yeah, like in Taking just like Lives. Just like in Taking Lives. And she stabs him in the throat, and he's just spurting blood and, all yeah, over and the place. And as he's dying, what does she say to him? As she, as she, he's dying? she just looks at him, yeah. and she's, cause she's like, because she's got the, I think. she's like, wants Roy to see the that. life leave his eyes or yeah. something, because she's all fucked up. But, but then, then he, uh, but he wakes up, it was all a dream, and he yeah. recites the serenity prayer from AA, and goes, and, and like, you know, the movie fades out. Yeah. So like, yeah, the sequel is like him worrying about, you know, negotiating his daughter's burgeoning serial killerdom. Yeah. Which, you know what? I would have sat through another one of these, 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if I would have been excited about it at the time, but now, yeah, it's like, oh, let's go back to the Mr. brooks Yeah, hit that well. He's quitting Yellowstone. Let's get back into the Mr. Yeah, he's quitting Yellowstone to make four westerns back to back to back. Cool. <laughs> you know what? I 100% he believe that. He's been working on him for a decade. Ty, go, go for yeah. him. Uh, go for him. He's I hope got, it, it works good. He's I mean, his, I'm going to miss him on Yellowstone because I like that show a lot. But. He's got his career up again. He's got to sabotage it. Mm-hmm, yeah. He's got he's to do it. It's an addiction, not a joy. <laughs> yes, it really is. Uh, yeah, that's the end of Mr. Brooks. <laughs> the surprisingly amusing Mr. Brooks. It is, it is nuts. you got to give I it mean, that. I it, mean, it, it's not boring. It's novel enough. It's got some good performances, a couple of genuinely goofy plot twists. Uh, yeah, what's not to like? I don't know. I enjoyed it. What's not? To... There's the part where uh, William Hurt. This is him, William Hurt, talking about Dane Cook, and mm-hmm. it's like a little like I feel like these people put Dane Cook in the move in their movie, but they're not Dane Cook fans. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, nobody is anymore. But uh, but this is how he, he says. Even if that guy was charming and funny, I still wouldn't like him. Yeah. <laughs> True. Like, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. 
That's kind of right. I like the idea of casting Dane Cook in your movie when you actively don't like Dane Cook. I think that's funny. <laughs> I think that might be the case. That, I think that's how he got a movie career. I think that's funny. I don't know. Uh, but this is... Uh, Somebody should put me in their movie because they don't like me. Who am I kidding? Everyone likes me. Hey. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Mr. Man of the Year. AMA. Don't believe Matt. <laughs> don't I, I, believe his I, lies. I, I don't want to believe Matt. Uh, mm. This is a, a line where there's there's the person who's like in Tokyo, who's who's another potential witness who lives in the apartment where Dane Cook lives. Oh right, and he can, she can't get in contact with him until he's back from Tokyo. Okay, they don't have phones I'm there. I'm pretty sure that they have. Phones. Nah, they don't have phones <laughs> there. It's like back. Montreal. Maybe he just doesn't want to talk while he's on vacation. He's yeah. No, no, no. You can't contact me for. Murder, murder stuff. I'm I tried to call him in Tokyo, but they speak a whole other different language over there. I couldn't get our, through. Our answer time. But he's back. He's on like he's in the airport walking around. He's like, oh yeah, and he's got all kinds of great information. He was a really valuable witness. To <laughs> but he's talking about Dane Cook, and he's like, yeah, that guy, uh, Dane Cook's character. He told me once that he had taken some great pictures of that couple making some love. Great pictures. <laughs> I took some great pictures of this couple making love. Oh, you should seize them. Oh, I took some great pictures as this couple's making loves. He's the the fucking construction guy from Futurama. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Making, oh my god, making love. <clears throat> the look on her. This is Dane you know, Cook. In delicto. <laughs> this is Dane Cook after uh, they're, they're when they're talking about their after they kill Michelle Dessler. He said the look on her face was great. <laughs> yeah, when he's in the car with him, he's like, "You were the man back there." <laughs> So okay. dumb. <laughs> it's, it's really stupid. I mean, we I think we all enjoyed this movie to some degree, but he can't stress enough how fucking stupid it is. Yeah. Uh, yep. And this is and this and these are my my favorite parts of the movie are are, are William Hurt and Kevin Costner interacting. Oh, and yeah. there's one part where Dan Cook they hate this character so much. Uh, where Dan Cook's across the street and they're gonna meet with him, and mm-hmm. it's like a busy street, and and William Hurt goes. Maybe he'll get killed crossing the street and save us the mess of doing it. And then they both laugh. They laugh. <laughs> I love, yeah, I love, <laughs> love to see them palling around. Waka waka waka. They laugh a couple times. It's uh, those are the those are the the fun moments. I don't know, Mr. Brooks. When won't Mr. you? Mr. Brooks sees some happiness. Senor Brooks. <laughs> Senor Brooks. The movie. The ratings. I'm gonna give this three Juds. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it two Douglases uh, for the. Um, Sex, sex scene at the beginning, yeah, and I'm gonna give. Yeah, it that is. Yeah, there's a lot of nudity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes mm-hmm. on and on too. And I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it ten out of ten sliced open Dane Cooks. <laughs> that was delightful. What a loathsome douchebag yeah. his character is. I mean, he's worse than the serial killer who's been working for years. You know, that's the kind of that's the environment. Uh, he won in the in the remember the battle between him and Louis C.K. Uh, the st- no. the st- well, there was a whole beef between those two because it was he was accused of stealing jokes from Louis C.K., which he did, uh-huh. and he even Louis C.K. even Louis C.K. even had him on that show, his his own show, where they like talked about the issue and uh-huh. stuff. And you never would have guessed at that time that Dane Cook would be like not sort of canceled. Like the, yeah. the, they both yeah. suck. They're both shit, but at the yeah. same time, like hey. I mean, Dane Cook also notoriously going after underage chicks. Absolutely. So. I mean, <laughs> Choose your fighter. Yeah, choose, yeah. <laughs> right. or, yeah, the, the Ken Watanabe gift from Godzilla. Let them fight. Let them fight. Absolutely. Yeah. God. Go. Com- just don't. Don't. Comedy should stop. Stop. No more comedy. <laughs> no more. Comedy. It's the worst. No more jokes. Uh. Okay. I'm gonna give it. Oh God. 
All right, I'll only talk me up to three. That's right. It's a bad movie, but That's it is fun. Right. And it's two hours. It's too long. But it yeah, is it a, could be an a, hour forty-five. There's a lot of it is a lot of stuff, and the stuff with Costner and William Hurt is fun, and it does get a nasty when it when it wants to be and that's i don't know three <laughs> it's as nasty as it wants to it's be it's as nasty as it mm. wants to be kevin costner kevin is Colin. mr brooks if you're nasty yes. <laughs> kevin costner is willing to give it 75% which is enough it turns out um i'm going to give it three douglases that sex scene is like really yeah. going for broke it's just people three fucking douglases i don't yeah. know if it's worth it three what but did you oh, give it i give it two no, I'm gonna stick with the three. I, okay. That was kind of like, geez. Um, and then I'm going to give it ten out of ten pictures of that couple making love. Mm. <laughs> Whoa, great pictures! <laughs> great pictures. Oh, the, these are undisputably these great. Are great. Great photos. Objectively, um, I'm gonna give it three Juds as well. Boom! Wow, the clear winner. Clear winner. I'm gonna give it one Douglas for the sex scene. Because I'm not a clear loser. Go for her. <laughs> Go for her. I'm also going to give it 10 out of 10 Man Cave Pottery Murder Studios. <laughs> yeah, it's his bad cave. It's his bad cave. <laughs> for sure. That's Mr. his color me mind. He's got a color me mind in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> Glazed and amazed. <laughs> he goes on. He, he could take it. You could take a date there. Yeah, it's cute. Do people still do that? Like, go to, like, take a date to the, like, make your own pottery thing? Um, Have you ever date. done one of those? Not a date, but me and my sister went to. That's make... not the same thing. I don't. And I didn't it's see any dates thing. when I was there. I didn't see any I dates. I know that it this was is mostly, a thing like, happen. kids and, like, families yeah. when I've I think gone that, to them. Yeah, yeah. But you I'm know... sure they have other ones. I think they do have at the place that I that we went to in downtown Edmonds, I feel like at certain times, like a Friday at 8 p.m., yeah, they, like, like, bring out the wine. Like, yeah, it's yeah. the adult. That's what I'm talking about. It's like the adult kind. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it was fun to do though. You yeah. guys should try. You guys, it should, always you guys should try one of them. You, you guys want to go? Cookie. You guys want to go? No. You make a big. cookie. <laughs> That's cute. You should do it. Turn it into a clock. <laughs> I wouldn't like just not be interested in, the, in the, the, the finished product at all. I just want to put a piece of clay on the spinny thing and just go like and like put grooves in it and shit like that. And yeah. at a certain point, they'd be like, "Now you got to actually make a vase." I'd be like, "I'm out of here." Well, join our Patreon, you guys, to fund our our field trip to. <laughs> <laughs> the pottery color me mine. or color me mine, it'll be fun. Anyway, we could do build a bear. My sister just went to build a bear yesterday. Absolutely, with her friend. They put a heart into the bear. Yeah, it's a heartbeat. You make a wish on it first. Yeah, you fucking a. You they do. have heartbeats. Fucking a, you do. I didn't know that. Yeah, they're alive. It's a real bear heart too. Like they have to, <laughs> they have to kill a bear to make each one of those things. <laughs> a baby bear, like a, a bear. Uh, cub. Uh, yeah, because otherwise okay. the bear heart would be Huge. the size of a yeah. canned ham. Yeah. You guys, what are we doing next time? Oh, we did. Oh, I that's right. We're done. I desperately need diet coke and French fries. Okay, <laughs> Emily's ready to go. <laughs> next episode, couples therapy is Woo. the title and the theme. Yeah. I don't know. We might get a better title out of it, but uh, like we're going to do three movies about you know impending divorced people uh, thrust into terrible circumstances. Thrust. Antichrist. 2011's uh, <laughs> Trespass by Joel Schumacher. Oh, boy. Uh, I forget what your vacancy is from. Mm. Directed by the great Nimrod Amtal, I believe. Oh. Anyway, I like that movie. Me too. Uh, and then we're going to do, at long last, because it's been requested a few times, Cold Creek Manor. Yeah, Woo! Cold Creek Manor. People have been requesting that for Never years now. It. Yeah. Interesting. So that's next. It's going to be a couples therapy-themed episode. Until then, like and subscribe. Rate us five stars only, please. 
Follow us on Patreon. Even if you don't have time to listen to the podcast, if you want to support, you listen to this podcast, you want to support what we do, please get on there. There's so many great but episodes. But we got real good. We got the Nixon we one just, just came Nixon. out. Uh, you can't afford not to. We got Ed Wood Ed coming, Wood's out. coming up. I mean, real, real solid stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Real classic shit on we got, there. I know a couple of good ones coming up, too, that we're recording soon. Uh, and uh, Kevin's still over there. Kevin's still over there, allegedly. Hours and The ghost hours of Kevin Clark. Of, of entertainment Kevin over there. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, follow us on social media. Tell all your friends if if your friends are like, oh, I'm so bored with podcasts. Be like, listen to this podcast. This is the it's best objectively one. better than all the other ones. Why not? Listen to us talk. It's fun sometimes. You can pretend like we're all your friends. We're all hanging out together. Yeah. Have, uh, a, have a parasocial relationship with us, please. Come on. Keep your keep your mitts ready for the that. Uh, fuck you. It's me, Rachel Vice T-shirt. Oh, yeah, that's, it's gonna happen one day. It's in, it's in the box factory of my brain. Yeah. <laughs> we want to get that out for for Christmas. Yeah. For my birthday. Oh. Okay, yeah. There you go. Oh, nice. The birth of Christ. That gives us, I don't know when your birthday is, but is it Christmas? Christmas. That's right. That gives us a lot of time. Good. As long as I'm not stressing out about it right now, I'm okay about it. I think that's an attainable timetable right there. We can do it. We can do it. Yeah, very good. Um, That's Uh, it. Until next time. This is Spence and Totally Killing Us, you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.